BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Thursday, February, March 2nd. 2023, and this is episode number 620 of this little raggedy ass show. Welcome to the program. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for hanging out with me for the next three hours. Uh, getting you started into your three day weekend. Okay, it's my it's my three day weekend. I mean, not that I take the weekends off. Anyways, uh, this is my Friday, and um, that makes a lot of people angry, my wife included. Uh, but we're here, and uh, we're going to get you to at least my my Friday through the week. I don't know. Man, can you guys hear my stomach growling, by the way? I had a water burger this morning. It was more like water burger. I'll explain. Uh, but we got fun times ahead. I am so... Super duper excited. My guy, my dude, my ace, my man, Joe Blanket to join me today at 4.15 on the dot. I expect him to be prompt, but uh, my former co-host on The Usual Suspects, uh, which could have been heard here in ESPN Houston from 1 to 4 p.m. Uh, every day on your radio dial, he's going to be joining me. And uh, we're going to talk NBA. There's nobody that I know in this business that knows the NBA better than Joseph Blank. Uh, If you don't know his credentials, I know like Papa Bain, some of these cats, Jim, you aren't from Houston, Um, which I love, by the way. I love that. Not that I don't love my Houston folks, but I love that we're getting more and more folks watching this show on a daily basis that are from Houston. So I want to explain who Joel Blank is and why you should listen to him talk NBA at 415 Central today in the third hour. Joel Blank's been 25 years, or 20, I don't know, 20, 25 years with the Houston Rockets. Uh, he was the director of broadcasting for the team. He would do their uh, play-by-play. He was the uh, color analyst. He did their studio shows. He did all kinds of stuff. Ended up as the director of broadcasting. And now he's on ESPN Radio here in Houston, Texas with his uh, co-host, new co-host, Jeremy Branham, uh, on a show called The Killer Bees. But nobody knows basketball. Nobody loves basketball more than Joel Blank, and nobody loves talking about it. He's got insight. He's got connections. He's got uh, sources. When Joel Blank tells you what source said, you can count on it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. Uh, if you're a basketball fan, we're going to be doing this through the rest of the season, all the way through the finals, every Thursday at 4.15 right here on Barry on Deck. I'm super excited about it. So Joel will be in the building, uh, and we'll be discussing all things, all things I say. Um, uh, 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 what was I going to say? Damn it. All things NBA. Hold on. I gotta, 
I got to fix this before I screwed it up. And, and you know what's crazy is I thought that I had uh, fixed this, and I guess I didn't. Uh, but I was, like, trying to get the socials and stuff on here for, for Joseph. But, yeah, I, I, I screwed it up, so I, I he's probably going to be angry with me. But that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll persevere together as a squad, as a team. There we go. Okay. Got it fixed. Okay, so we're going to do it. Uh, let's, let's start this. A um, couple things. A couple things. If you um, were one of the extra prize winners. So, for example, uh, Ivan. I don't have the koozies ordered yet, but when I do, uh, I'm going to need to make sure that I have your correct mailing address. Make sure it's updated on Patreon if you're a Patreon member. If not, if you're not a Patreon member, I need you to uh, either email me. Right there's my email, Barry at BarryOnDeck.com, or uh, private message me on social media, but I'll need your valid. And I, and I know you are, Ivan, a member. I'm just saying in general, if you're on this list and you happen to not be a current Patreon member. So Ivan, uh, CC, Brandon Gary, uh, PP Dubs got two VIP tickets to the roast on April 5th. Uh, I don't necessarily need your uh, mailing address, but I will need your email dubs. Aaron J. Bryant, I need your accurate email address so I can send you your $25 gift card. And then uh, I just got to get in touch, Dandy Dan, with uh, with uh, Dr. Dre. So I'll need uh, so Ivan, CC, Brandon, Gary, and um, I need your accurate mailing lists. Dubs, I need your, make sure your email is up to date. And same thing with Aaron J. Bryant. All right, cool. Got that out of the way. Got that out of the way. Let's get to the chat. If you're new to the program and don't know, I say hello to the chat. That's a shout out to the chat. It's not the past tense of shit. It's me saying hi to the people that make the show possible every single day. And that is you guys that watch. And uh, and some of you that don't even chat at all, I want to say hi. If you're listening on the podcast later, hello. If you're um, watching on um, Patreon or listening, hello. You're listening on um, Google. Okay, just get on with the show, Barry. All right, here we go. Shout out to the chat. Uh, DJ Maddie was in first, by the way, that I saw. Uh, he said, Happy National Old Stuff Day. Okay. Maddie always doing the due diligence, getting the uh, getting the national whatever day of the week. I, I dig it. Um, what's up to Mr. Reyes? He was in early. So was Nightbot, that raggedy bitch. Mark G showed up early. What's up, Pippin? Mark, by the way, I never would have guessed you were 6'2". I just, I don't know why. Uh, you seemed like a wee man. I, not, I'm not saying, but I'm just like, you didn't seem like, wow. But anyways. Uh, Ivan, what's up, pimp? Good to see you in early. Memesters, what's up, Mimi? Good to see you, baby girl. Uh, Alex Villanueva showed up. What's up, pimp? By the way, um, your thankful Thursday note, night, note made me chuckle. We'll get to that in just a second. What's up, AJB? Good to see you. John Dory, what's up, pimp? My sweet, sweet Donna. Hello. Uh, Cisco from New Townhouse in Fredericksburg. That's what's up. So you don't have that yard anymore? <gasps> that sucks. What's up, Wallace Wiltz? Good to see you, homie. Thank you for being here. Jeff Bell's in the building. What's up, pimpin'? Uh, who else is here? Looks like Ivan and Chris went back and forth. What's up, Flip? Good to see you, Flipperuski. Uh, Jim on Sports is in the building. Hello, Jim. Good afternoon to you as well. Uh, Alan Denson, how are you, my friend? Tell Catherine I said hello, and I hope she's doing well. I hope you guys are doing well, Alan. Uh, love me some Densons. 
What's up, truck driver Pookie? Good to see you, man. He's like, boy, this back and forth is, uh, he said, time these nuts out, Reyes. Well, that's going to happen here pretty soon, I'm sure. Uh, Stacey, what's up, girl? She said, she just shouted out everybody. I like it. I should have just read Cece's, Maddie, Reyes, Mark, Ivan, Mimi, Alex. I like it. Good job, Cece. Cece did her own shat. I dig it. She shat herself. Uh, who else did I miss? I think I got everybody. Slow day. Good day. Hey, good morning, Jen. Uh, or afternoon, I should say. How are you? Papa Bane, what's up, pimp? Papa Bane in the building. Don't tell me about lubing my guts, okay? Please, good for the love of God. I don't need to hear that from you. That's just disgusting. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Yuri Villanueva, what's up, man? Late but here. Stupid job. Damn those jobs. What's up, Evil Death? Good to see you. He said, hey, what's up? Anybody watching the Astros spring training game today? Is that why the numbers are down? I don't even know that they're down. Honestly, haven't even looked. Um, but that probably is going to be accurate. What's up, Nick Gamboa? Astros up 5 nothing over the Cardinals. All right. Suck it, Cardinals. Jen said I have all that buried. Thank you, Jen. See? All right, well, you just send it to me. I'll If you need the names, I can retext them to you. Uh, but, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, hey, homo Astros fan, thank you for the 100 bits. I didn't forget, you guys. It says the hype train was almost closed. That's what's up. Um, one more Astros fan with 100 bits. CC! Send in 100 bits. Look at Terrence getting in here. Look what the cat dragged in. What's up, Terrence? Uh, thank you for the 10 bitties, my friend. Much appreciated, Clarence. Uh, Terrence said, uh, what's up, my brother from the 409? What's up, pimp? Good to see you. Uh, Mark said, how is 6'2", 200 pounds we?" Uh, like tiny. Barry was probably drunk. I mean, that's, 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 that's probably. Um, <laughs> what's up, Tidal Wave? Good to see you, man. Thank you for being here, Dubs. Thank you for the three hundred bits. And that got the hype train started. Holy shit! Um, uh, that's badass. Hey, did he just call me a weenie? Yeah, I did. Yeah. He is but a wee lad. A wee lass. No, is the lass the lass is a chick. Lad's the dude, right? If you're a wee lad, you're a you're a you're a dude. If you're a uh, if you're a lass, you're a chick, right? That's nothing. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. We got to do a couple of shots. We got two birthdays to celebrate today, by the way. Lad equals dude, last equals dudette. Thank you, Sensei. I appreciate you. Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, we've got, got two birthdays to talk about to, or celebrate today. Killian, thank you for the 100 bits. Damn. Look at that. These shots will not be done in vain. Well, I this one. Uh... Then and then and then the two birthdays we're gonna do one shot for those two birthdays so we'll we'll spread it out no kiss my ass dubs Deb said three shot Thursday yeah that's what I want I want to be like shit face drunk for when Joel shows up and be like well I'm never doing that show again I don't think so we want good solid basketball takes at four fifteen so I can't be drunk cheers bleep 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 thank you for the hype train you. Damn dirty deckheads. I love you all. Cheers. Mm. Uh-huh. 
I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. Ah! Yo, thank you for the 200 bits. Well, what's up, Jesus? Good to see you, pimp. Thank you for being here, Jesus. Uh, Joel, thank you for that. Um, by the way, I got to say thank you all for the thankful Thursdays that everybody sent in. You people are just amazing. I just don't know how to say thank you enough. I'm serious. But uh, it's because of y'all that this show keeps going. Donna, thank you for the $10 uh, thankful Thursday uh, on a Wednesday. And then uh, CC, thank you, sweetie. I, I got to read the notes because everybody leaves notes too when they send these in, and they're they're sometimes they're hilarious. Sometimes they're not, but sometimes they are. Uh, CC said, "Love you, Care Bear." Three nipples and all. That's probably pretty accurate. Uh, Donna had said happy thankful Thursday, but that obviously was on a Wednesday, but we got it right now, Donna, uh, truck driver Pookie. Thank you for the $5 thankful Thursday. He said thirsty third nipple Thursday. What is the third nipple thing? You know, you get one mold right next to your areola. All of a sudden you got a third nipple assholes. Truck driver Pookie. Oh shit. Thank you for the 68 bits. You thought I was going to do it, didn't you? Dirty bitch. Uh, Jen, thank you for the $5 thankful Thursday. You work here. I don't know why you do it. PP Dubs, thank you for the $6 thankful Thursday. And Sylvia, you sweetheart, thank you. She said, happy BOD thankful Thursday. Now, sweetie, thank you so much. And then, of course, uh, Alex Villanueva since, uh, sent a $10 thankful Thursday via PayPal and said, and I quote, Yo, Barry, have a great show in Austin this weekend. Here's some beaver nuts snack cash. Safe travels. It's not even that he spelled nuggets wrong. He literally meant for me to buy a sack of beaver nuts. Oh, jerk ass jerk. Uh, but thank you, Alex. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very much, man. Uh, so much. And Shark uh, Driver Pookie, thank you for the one bit to make up and get the 69. I like it. Uh, Cisco, thank you for the 69. I like it. You guys are nuts. Thank you guys so much, man. I uh, appreciate y'all very much so. Um, okay. I got... what? There was... Oh. So this morning, I had to run my sis-in-law to the airport. Got up early. I've been getting up early, though. I've been going to bed at a pretty decent hour and trying to get up and start my day early. And I got up with Nora, uh, drove the sis to the airport, which is like 20 minutes away. Not bad. Had to go run an errand. Had to go pick up some blank tees to... What the fuck is my voice cracking for? God damn it. Nuts just drop already. My all week. Hi, hey, yo, Scoops. Zoinks. Sound like fucking Shaggy Doo up in this bitch. Zoinks. Fill up. Thank you for the one bit, buddy. Uh, two weeks in the hotel, two hundred dollars in cab fees. She's from job to job, and I am mercifully done until my car is out of the shop. Sheesh, that's a lot. Well, thank you for the one bit, buddy. Save that for cab fare. Jeez. Or Uber. Why are you taking a cab? Is it cheaper than an Uber? I didn't know. I didn't know cabs still existed. Was it? What are you riding around in a cab listening to eight track tapes? <laughs> Putting in regular leaded gas? 
No seatbelts in the back seats. Smoking. I don't know. Cab fees, huh? That's a lot. Um, so this morning I had to I had to pick up a delivery of blank shirts because I got to make shirts tomorrow for my trip to Austin, and uh, so I the, the FedEx place didn't open until eight o'clock. So I was like, you know what? There's a little Whataburger over there next door to the to the to the FedEx place. I'll just pop into Whataburger, get me some brekkie breakfast, eat it, and then I'll just go across the street to the FedEx, pick up my shit, and head home. Okay. Yeah, everything went according to plan. Showed up. I mean, I couldn't get their app to load, which was bullshit, but I finally did. I got it figured out. Um, Made my order. And the order this morning was um, a taquito with sausage, egg, and cheese, hash browns, and a chocolate milk, which I shouldn't have done, but I don't ever, ever, ever drink chocolate milk. So I was like, why not? I'm already fat. I mean, what's an extra 160 calories going to do to me? Uh, and then I added a cinnamon roll, obviously. I mean, obviously to it. So that's what I had for 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 breakfast was taquito, the hash browns, cinnamon roll, chocolate milk. And then I wonder why I'm fat. That's not the point of the story, assholes. Stay focused. So I got the taquito and I had forgotten why I don't order taquitos. And I'm happy to share that with you right now. And the reason that I do not order taquitos is for some reason unbeknownst to me and the rest of the scientific world. And ask, ask uh, Amos. He, had, he, he took sense class. Why are Whataburger's taquitos so drippy? Why are they so watery? When you when you when you open it, it it's like water rushes. It's like I don't I don't want my breakfast taco uh, with broth. I don't want it wet. I don't want it juicy. Eggs shouldn't be juice. Steak should be juicy. Sausage. Should nothing in a taquito should be juicy. Let's go over the let's go over the ingredient. The one, the tortilla, definitely shouldn't be wet and juicy. Uh the the eggs shouldn't be wet or juicy. The sausage shouldn't be wet or juicy. The cheese shouldn't be wet or juicy. Let's see, that's eggs, sausage, cheese. That's it. There's no ingredient, not one spot that I say, oh, just throw in some salsa. Said that super white just for the white people so they could because I don't know that they would have understood it had I said salsa or chile. My wife's got me trained pretty good. So I did it. I did it for the white people. Got some salsa. I'll do that. I don't do pico on the taquito. I don't do salsa. I don't do none of that shit. Just just make it the way it comes, send it over. Daddy's gonna just shove it in his food hole. And inevitably. The Whataburger taquito is drippy, and I I don't freaking understand it. I don't know. I don't get it. Now Rachel uh, said that it was because they had to reduce the powdered eggs. They add water to the powdered eggs. What? 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 What is this a 
Super 8 Hotel Continental Breakfast? What kind of powdered egg bullshit is Whataburger? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I'm not down with the wet. Them wet ass tacos. Get a bucket and a mop for these wet ass tacos. I'm going wet, wet, wet with these wet ass tacos. I don't like it. What's up, Perry? Thank you for lurking. Hey, Perry, uh, I need you to make sure and validate with me that your address is updated because I owe you a T-shirt for fantasy, homie, and I will send it to you. I promise. Uh, Perry said working but listening. Appreciate you, fam. Uh, Cisco said Barry likes his taquitos the way God intended. Yeah, raw dog. I'm not out here trying to, you know, get it all like Mexified or, or cageified or or I don't know. I just I eat it like a white person. No seasoning. No spice. Just send it over. It's fine. It's how I like it. I don't get it though. They're so wet. They're so juicy. Mina said he knows why. And I, I would love your explanation as to why. Mina, if you tell me it's condensation in the wrapper, um, slap the shit out of you because, well, yeah, duh, but that don't explain, like, you can literally wring out a Whataburger taquito. What does taquito mean in Spanish? Uh, juice? I have no idea. Um, Chris said water retained in the eggs. Mina said water retained in the eggs. The eggs are not powered, and he meant powdered. They came in a bladder bag as the eggs cook moisture is released. <laughs> Bro, I make eggs all the time at the house. I make my own taquitos all the time. All the time. I do. I buy eggs from the store. Now, lately, it's been Hill Country Fair, medium to large grade A eggs because, you know, daddy ain't got that extra large grade AA eggs money. But, bro, I make eggs. They ain't never juicy like that. It's just, they don't make no damn sense, man. They don't make no sense. And they, you know what they need to do? They need to figure it out. They need to figure it out because it's giving them a bad reputation. People come in from out of town. People come in from other states. People come in, the ones that are like, oh, In-N-Out is better than Whataburger. And you're like, bitch, I will slap the living shit out of you with the power of a thousand Salinas. How dare you? Claim that In and Out is better than Whataburger. I'll In and Out this up your fucking face, bitch ass foreigner. What? I'm not foreign. I'm from California. You're a foreigner if you're from California. Just FYI. This is a whole new country right here. This is Texas. Um, but I, it looks, it just looks bad. Like if I go eat an In and Out taquito, which they don't make them. Probably like, oh, man, I got some kale in it in California. No, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want that. I don't want that. And it's a bad look for Whataburger. And it's why people say they call it Whataburger, which is also wrong, by the way. Jack in the box tacos. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Evil death. Jack in the box tacos are the shit. But that has nothing to do with a Whataburger taquito. So... Does Jack in the Box have breakfast tacos? Because if so, I'll switch. I'll 100% switch. <sighs> Ugh. Uh, Mimi said that's what makes them good. Then you add the salsa. You like a juicy taquito? Memesters, what are you doing? 
What are you doing with your life, Mimi? I don't want nothing juicy around. If it's a tortilla, I don't want nothing juicy around it. No, thank you. Uh, Nasty Nate said, give me a bacon, egg, and cheese, no wet. That's how you should order it. That's how, probably how you need to order it. Uh, Cisco said, I had Whataburger for breakfast, too. One, I'm pissed they don't make jalapeno cheddar biscuits anymore. Two, I boo-boo my brains out. Well, thank you for the info. Uh, egg prices are still high and expansive, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Cece said, I don't like to wring out my eggs. Thank you, Cece. Exactly. Eggs. Exactly. <laughs> ah, punny pun. Okay. I wish I could make it to the awesome show. I wish you could come too, Cisco. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think the guy that's featuring, he's like super funny. His name is Derek Poston. I've watched a couple of his videos. He's, he looks super funny. Uh, okay. Taxi cabs still exist in New York. Yeah, but Heartthrob wasn't in New York. Heartthrob, where were you? Heartthrob was in some like, were you in at home or were you in some like bum ass Midwest town? Uh, he said, there's no Uber here. And since car is getting a new transmission, I had to go old school. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I'm already hot and sweaty. By the way, I failed Nora today. I wore my berry on deck shirt and we had discussed that I was going to make a hashtag team Selena shirt. Now, not, not, uh, BD, BD, bum, bum, Selena, not that Selena. Um, the, the Selena that is right now in an all out war, an all out war with Haley Bieber. It is, you thought Ukraine, Russia was bad. This is just, oh, the humanity, the humanity of it all. And I'm here to tell you right now, uh, all you dirty bitches can get it if you're, if you're uh, hashtag team Haley Bieber. I'll, I'll, you want this smoke? You got it. Bring it. I'm hashtag team Selena. Uh, she ain't do nothing to nobody. She's minding her own business, just doing her little eyebrow thing, and then shit escalated. And Haley Bieber, nobody would know your fucking name if you weren't married to Justin. True story, though. I was like, uh, babe, is that uh, Justin Bieber's daughter? She was like, what? No, that's a, that's his wife. I was like, well, I don't fucking know. How the fuck would I know? She's like, oh, my God, you're so old. Oh, well, all I know is I'm Team Selena Gomez. <laughs> What's up, McLovin? Good to see you, pimp. Uh, Barry, hope you don't have this in your headlines. Former Carolina Panthers owner Jerry Richardson has passed away at the age of 68 years old. I don't have that as a headline because I don't think anybody outside of Carolina or Jerry Richardson's, I don't know, MySpace top five, top eight, top eight would give a shit. I just, and that's not, that's not a knock on him. I'm just saying like, you know, they'd be like, oh, Bud Adams died. Nobody would give a fuck except for a few people. When Bob McNair died, a lot of people didn't give a shit. Rare Candy said, where is Barry? Bitch, I'm right here. Right here, Rare Candy. Right here. Uh, He's 86. Well, was. Okay, damn. Um, Dick Willie said, just because you know Selena, you're on her side. Racist much? I don't know Selena. I was in the Selena movie, but this is the wrong Selena. We're talking Selena Gomez, not BD BD Bum Bum Selena. I already said that, Dick Willie. 
Cleared it up. Uh, oh, he was 86. I said 68. Oh, he typed 68, so it's whatever. Um, her dad is a Baldwin. Who, Haley? Haley Bieber's dad is a Baldwin? You mean of the murderous Baldwin clan, allegedly? I don't give a fuck who her dad I don't give a shit. Listen. You don't get to make a run at Selena Gomez and team up with your little Kardashian thing. I told Nora, by the way, I was like, you know what? I don't know shit uh, about the Kardashians. I don't know. Sh- I don't know shit about that whole thing. All I know is if you got that much fake shit on your body, ass, eyebrows, eyelashes, titties, nails, makeup, nose, lips. Did I mention titties? The liposuction. Like, bitch, how you going to call out Selena Gomez for her eyebrows? Nothing about you is real. But I was going to wear a shirt that said hashtag Team Selena. And she was like, I wonder how many people would get it. And I was pretty sure none of you would understand the reference. And then I just didn't get around to making it. So, and that's, look, Evil Death, that's kind of true. Evil Death said nobody will care if Cal passed except his family. It's kind of true. I mean, it might be some celebration. Not that he's dead, but that the Texans are getting a new owner. You can separate the two. Don't cancel me, internet. I'm not saying people would celebrate that he died. I'm saying people would celebrate that there was new ownership. That's all I'm saying. You can, you can, you can have one without the other. Anything for Salinas. I wonder if I could find where I'm at in the movie. I've never looked it up. Is the movie on YouTube? Because I'd like to just get a still frame. Y'all know I was in the movie Selena. You know you're amongst greatness, right? Salinas. And if you say Selena without the S on the end, you're a fucking idiot. That's not how it works. Salinas the movie. How much does you buy a rent? I'm not buying a rent and I was in the movie. I got to pull it up. Um, that's the ending. So I was a SWAT team member. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. But I was a SWAT team member uh, in the movie Selena. And I got to meet Edward James almost. And his face is as, as bumpy as it looks on camera. Uh, I also got to meet J-Lo and yeah, she was, she was fine as fuck back then. That was, man, that was before she had made it, made it. Um, the pair of Selena and wife of Bieber mean girls and behavior is childish says Dick Willie. I mean, just let, let them, let them live. I'm probably the only Mexican that dislikes Selena music. Shit is annoying. Well, you're not even Mexican now. What? What? That's like, look, Ivan, I love you, buddy. But that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Ivan saying he doesn't like Selena's music is like an Alabama redneck saying that he can't stand Leonard Skinner. I don't like all that goddamn hippie music, Leonard Skinner bullshit. What? What? 
What? Ivan. Ivan sold all the way out. Uh, McLevin said, Dan Barry, you were in a movie that's badass, and you got to have uh, J-Lo's titties literally on your face. No, I, I didn't. No, they, she didn't put her titties on my face. No. It was, um, it was, uh. It was the it was the scene when she um after Yolanda Saldivar had killed Selena, she was in the cars. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then the SWAT team comes and they're like, stick them up, bitch. Although we didn't get to say anything. We just we just kind of ran around the car. But I was one of the SWAT team members in Selena. And I got to see how they make it rain on a movie set. It was pretty dope. Because apparently in real life, I don't know, I wasn't there at the hotel after Yolanda's killed Selena. I wasn't I wasn't present, but apparently it was raining that day. So they made it rain. Um, they made it rain to I guess show in real life that it was raining that day. And what they do is they bring in these big ass water tank trucks. Uh, let's see, Hollywood water tank truck for rain. This is what they do. They This is what Underwood Water Trucks. Wow, Hollywood Water and Supply. So this is the kind of things that they bring in. Hold on, I'll show you. Uh, chrome resize. Giggle chrome. This is what they brought in. Uh, and they had just rows and rows and rows of these. And what they do, what they do is they run these hoses, right? So they'll run a hose. So they'll literally have a line of, of uh, trucks like this. Right. And then what they'll do is they'll run hoses to these poles that just go, I don't know, 40, 50 feet in the air. They just like they're on a tripod and they just go straight up in the air and they connect the hose from this water truck to these poles. And these poles are literally just like huge sprinklers. And so the water, they they pressurize the water and it goes up and it shoots out and it just throws water everywhere. And it looks like it's raining. It was pretty crazy. And then just have them like lined up and then like cut, turn the water off. All right, action. And then they turn the water on rolling slate. Uh, yeah. And speed. They, they used to do speed because they had to get the projector at the right speed or the or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's that. That was it was pretty cool to see how they make it rain on a movie set. Um, so that was it. Um, what, what does Cece say? Uh, I know that Bama Buh song by Selena, but other than that, I'm a fraud too. What? Bama Buh? You mean Beady Beady Bum Bum? Bama Buh, Cece? Bama Buh? Jesus. Jim said there's a difference between meeting and meeting. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, hey, JLo, you wanna, can I go back into your trailer and hang out? I mean, you know. I was just like, hi, J-Lo. Because of nice ass. What'd you say? Nothing. That didn't say anything. Uh, oh, they bring in water to make it rain, you don't say. Hey, Dick Willie. I don't like your attitude. Um, what else? Let's see here. Which, uh, that's why Ivan bets don't be hitting. <laughs> See? See? That is true. Ivan, that's why your bets don't hit. 
because you fucking hate Selena. Uh, Hugh Dab said she didn't put her titties on my face. Sounds like an excuse. Okay. I don't know what that means. Oh, look, now there's like action coming through on these. That's super weird. Now I'm seeing like, oh, this message was deleted by moderator and I'm getting that. What is this? Watching without audio? <gasps> Hugh Dab is watching without audio. You jerk. <laughs> Why does it show that? That's super weird. It shows that uh, somebody had a, a something deleted by a moderator too. Where'd it go? I want to see it. I want to see it. Uh, then they had to call the real SWAT on Barry. No, I didn't stalk her. I didn't stalk J-Lo. She was cute, though. What was the oddest thing you saw on the set, like obnoxious person or odd food? Dick Willie wants to know. Um, Dre said maybe CeCe meant La Bamba. Bro, that's not even Selena. Damn it, CeCe. And Dre, don't stand up for her. The message deleted by moderator is a troll. Oh, is it that? That was the where's it, that was the person that was like where's Barry, and then they wanted to troll. Oh, gotcha! What a loser! What a miserable life these people live. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Who was it? It was like uh, I don't know, some dipshit. <laughs> me, I'm funny. I mean, I make funny, huh? I mean, go sit your loser ass down. This is what you do, you troll. I don't know how to get rid of this, by the way. Does anybody know? I need to I need to update. Reset to default. There we go. For fuck's sake, man. That was killing me. Now I lost all my chat messages, but that's all right. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Um yeah, that was weird. Okay, this shit is freaking out now. Cancel changes. Oh, for for the love of fucking God. Save changes. Jesus. All right. Um, I'm already sitting down, said Rare Candy. Rare Candy. Look at look at Dre. Ugh, don't snitch, Rare Candy. Why are you trolling? Why are you why are you trolling? Dick Willie said this is a safe space. No, it's not a safe space. I just there's just no room for fucking lame ass, uh, shitty trolls. Like why why come in and ruin it? Why come in and ruin my mood? Why come in and ruin the chat's mood? Why come in and just be a dick? Like, what's the point of that? I've never understood the point of that. Never understood the point of it. I mean, I get it if you're like 10 and you're like, I'm going to go on the internet on this chat and say poo-poo pee-pee on uh, Dr. Disrespect's chat. <laughs> poo-poo pee-pee. But like, if you're a grown-ass adult, why the fuck are you trolling? I learned how to make italics and I had to test it out. I'm sorry, Barry. You learn how to make italics? No, this is a private show space. Yeah. Um, 
how did a fake message deleted in italics make you mad? It didn't. I'm just, oh, I'm so angry right now. You should just, you should, you should see inside. What are you, my wife? My wife does that. Why are you mad? I'm not mad. Just because I get loud or say shit doesn't mean I'm mad. But I'm like, somebody said it was, he was trolling. I didn't see the message. That's it. So I'm going to go off of what Dre, whom I trust, would tell me if somebody was trolling. I didn't see it. It's gone. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Okay, you know what? Let's just do some sports headlines. For fuck's sake, come on. All right, here's sports headlines for the day. Jalen Carter has returned to the scouting combine. Um... After he he was arrested, so I, I wanted to. We didn't get to do this. We didn't talk about this yesterday, but I wanted to uh, give you a little bit of uh, insight as to what's going on. In my opinion, so he basically went back to the scouting combine. He was arrested on charges of reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed uh, a teammate and a recruiting staff member. They were both racing. Now the charges are not. Um, Felony, their misdemeanor, they carry up to uh, 12 months in jail and a $1,000 fine. And surprise, let me help you with this. He ain't going to jail. It's Georgia. He played in Georgia. Georgia. Jalen Carter ain't going to jail. Okay? Not going to happen. Uh, he'll pay the $1,000 fine. He'll get 12 months, two years of probation. And that's just the reality that we live in now. Is it right? If that was your son, if that was your kid, if that was one of us, um, you know, what would it, would we get just probation and, and a thousand dollar fine? Probably not. Probably not. We would have, we, you know, you or your son or me or whatever would have probably done some jail time because people died. Now, look, it's not like he, you know, ran him off the road and into a tree. But but he was a part of the racing, and that was the bad part. They chose to race, though. Also the bad part. Um, but I think the question becomes, what does this do to Jalen Carter's draft stock, right? Is this going to have a material effect on where he's drafted? Now, I have... In my hands. Uh, let's pull up Lance Zerline's mock draft. That's my buddy. That's my pal, Lance Zerline. Let's pull up his mock draft. We'll go over here. Uh, don't need all that. We can get rid of that. So here you go. Here's LZ's mock draft, and he shows you. He shows you. He thinks Jalen Carter will go number one to the Bears. Okay, Will Anderson, some people have projected him to go number one to the Bears, and, and Jalen Carter would go three to Arizona. Some people have projected that if if the Colts move up from four and the Bears move down to four, that maybe that doesn't alter it so much for the Bears. They would either get Will Anderson or, or Jalen Carter, and they would appreciate both, by the way, and could use both. But is this going to affect 
What happens to Jalen Carter? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think. I, I think what happens is the court system says he's guilty of the misdemeanor. Did he? Did he change his story after you know he talked to the police and you know all that? Yeah, yeah, he did. All those bad things. And I see Dick Willie said, fuck that, going 100 and fleeing the scene is a felony. He, he left, but it's not like he caused the the wreck. He was a participant in a, in a race. But fleeing the scene makes it sound like he did something that caused the accident. And there's no reports of that. Was he involved? Yeah. But if you and me, Dick Willie, are racing down the Hardy Toll Road, and you crash and I just keep going and you just veer off and on your own. Now, you might get me for a stop and render aid or some shit like that, but he didn't, you know, he didn't cause the accident. The racing caused the accident. And that's the point that I'm trying to tell you. The NFL for the at least the NFL, at least, is going to look at this and, and say, well, we can justify drafting because those guys chose to race him. He didn't force them into that. That was a thing. And unfortunately, they lost control. End of story. So that's where we're at. So do I think that Jalen Carter is going to tumble out of the top 10? I don't. I don't. I think teams are going to, you know, um, do a little more due diligence on his background than maybe they would have normally. Like if if your effort if your level of effort to investigate a, a top five draft pick is at an eight, right? You're gonna put in a level of eight out of ten. I think that you got to put in a ten out of ten for Jalen Carter. Maybe you don't do that. Have to do that for Bryce Young or Will Anderson. You just keep them at eight and find out what you find out and keep it moving. But I think in this case, you have to at the very least make sure, is there a pattern of behavior here? Are we seeing things that maybe haven't come to light because he's a football player, because he gets preferential treatment, because he's treated differently than others because he's a star player. So, you know, am I making an excuse for his actions? No. Am I saying what he did is right? No. Am I validating that any of the... No, I'm not. And Dick Willie, that's where I think you're confusing this. What I'm telling you is the reality of what's going on. So, um, the girl double blood alcohol content. Mm. Double the legal limit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, who was driving? I don't care to keep up with the story. Uh, the, let's see, let's see if it says who was driving. Um, Carter, one of the top prospects in the NFL, returned to the combine to finish his interview. Let's see. He was charged. He was arrested on charges of reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed a bulldog teammate. And a recruiting staff member. Let's see. According to the arrest warrant obtained Wednesday by the Associated Press, Carter is accused of racing his 2021 Jeep Trackhawk. I don't even know what that is. 
against a 2021 Ford Expedition driven by recruiting staffer Chandler LaCroix, leading to the January 15th crash that killed LaCroix and offensive lineman Devin Willock. Land Journal-Constitution reported Wednesday that Carter was present at the scene of the crash and later provided shifting accounts of the incident to police. Carter released a statement on his social media Wednesday saying that he expected to be, quote, fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Well, you could say that, but I guarantee you he gets probably two years probation and the max fine. Uh, speaking of the combine Thursday, former Georgia cornerback Keely Ringo said uh, incidents such as January's fatal crash have, quote, nothing to do with the program. Different people have different reasons for what they do. To be a grown man, you have to be responsible for what you do. Character-wise, I don't have anything to say on any of my teammates. But, of course, to whom much is given, much is expected. That says a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, he was driving the other car. She was racing. Yeah, exactly. So, that's right. So, so the, 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 uh, the Chandler LaCroix was driving and racing um, uh, Jalen Carter. And the offensive lineman that also passed in the car with Chandler LaCroix uh, was a passenger. So, uh, if he was driving, that's a huge difference. No, no, no. He was driving his car. So, Jalen Carter was driving his car, racing the staffer Chandler LaCroix. And in the car with LaCroix was Devin Willock. Both perished. That's where we're at. I can't just jump out of the car that you total and run away. Uh, Trackhawk is a very powerful Grand Cherokee SUV. Oh. First events, he ain't getting nothing. He'll get probation. He'll get probation because he was involved. You know, had this been just speeding and an accident where somebody broke a leg and was, in, or, you know, concussed and, you know, in the hospital for months or whatever. But this is two fatalities involved in racing. I think he's going to get something. I think he'll get, like I said, I, I'm going to say two years probation. So we'll see. So Donna said, then where was the girl? She was the one driving. She passed. Uh, yeah. Chandler is a girl. Chandler LaCroix is the female that was driving the expedition that crashed and killed herself, Chandler LaCroix, and offensive lineman Devin Willock. Those two in the expedition were racing Carter in his Jeep Trackhawk. Dick Willie said, are we sure it's a girl? I, yes. Yes, it's a girl. All right, so there's the Jalen Carter update. There's my opinion on it. I know a few of you asked me that in the third hour yesterday and on the show yesterday and yeah, I just I think that the world that we live in nowadays says that Jalen Carter is going to get a job at the NFL. He's going to be a really highly paid person. You know, he's top five pick. He's going to be very productive. And then eventually this gets put behind him. That's how it works. That's the reality we live in, folks. Oh, she was drunk. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know she was twice the legal limit. Um, all right. That was one. That was just the first of your sports headlines. We got to get to the rest of them. Here you go. The uh, the Ravens Rashad Bateman has called out the GM for comments 
uh, about their wide receiver core. If you didn't hear this, Bateman, who was a first-round pick from the Ravens, tweeted out, how about you play to your player's strengths and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight? Blame the one you let do this. We take the heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. This is in response to uh, GM, uh, the Ravens GM, Eric DaCosta, who made comments about the team's disappointing track record for drafting pass catchers. Um, Cardinals receiver Hollywood Brown, who is an ex-Raven, tweeted out, let him cook. <laughs> so then Bateman goes and deletes the tweet and says, my apologies with a hug emoji. Um, Bateman sounded off on a tweet that posted the coast that posted the coast's quote Wednesday. And the quote was, if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers quote. Uh, we're going to keep swinging. There have been some guys that have been successful players for us that were draft picks. We've never really hit on that all pro type of guy, which is disappointing, but it's not for lack of effort. It's one of the anomalies that I really can't explain other than to say, we're not going to stop trying. Now, I get that you want to get in your feelings, Rashad Bateman. And I get that you were a first-round pick, but let's evaluate what you've done as a player. And let's see, does, does, does your emo tweet, is it warranted? Is, is he in the right here? Does he get to, and I don't know. I, I haven't looked at Rashad Bateman's numbers. He may be putting up sick numbers. Dick Willie said he killed him in fantasy. So that's going to, that leads me to believe that no. But here's Bateman's stats over two seasons. 2021, he played in 12 games. He had 46 catches. He was targeted 68 times. He had 515 yards, averaged 11 yards a catch, one touchdown, and a long of 36. Last year, this past year, seven games, 285 yards, two touchdowns, a long of 75, average 19. He was targeted 28 times in seven games. And he caught 15 passes. Hey, uh, Rashad, I mean, he's kind of got a point, buddy. He's kind of got a point. And I don't think that what he said, I don't think that what he said is is all that atrocious. He said, we're going to keep swinging. There have been some guys that have been successful players for us that were draft picks, we've never really hit on that all pro type of guy. And what he meant is what he meant. We've never drafted a, 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 a Calvin Johnson an Andre Johnson, a, 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 a D hop, uh, an Antonio Brown. Um, we've never, you know, uh, uh, OBJ. We haven't got that guy yet. We've had good receivers, but we've never hit on that guy. Why the, why are you getting so upset about that? Rashad Bateman, do you think that, according to your tweet, had they kept you healthy and cared about you? I love that he's like, oh, I'm sick of this shit. We take the heat 24-7. How about you keep us healthy and you care about us and then see what happens? Ain't no promises, though. What? What? 
You can't you can't get all like, hey, you gotta love me. I can't say I'm gonna love you back. But love me. What kind of shit is that? That's some that's some double talk bullshit, fam. You can't you can't you can't do that and be like, oh man, if we only we was healthy and they loved us, we'd be great. Maybe, probably not. I mean, don't count on it. But damn it. Like you're just mad because your GM doesn't think you're an all pro, fam. That's what this is. I mean, here's here's the quote right here. I should have made a slide, but I, I didn't have time. How about you play to your player's strengths and stop pointing fingers at us in number eight? Well, first of all, your player's strengths is your quarterback is a running quarterback. That's that's that. What? Can can he sling it around? Yeah. But that's not his strength. His strength is his ability to get out in space, make people miss, run people over, and people not be able to catch the dude. That's if if you look at all the attributes of Lamar Jackson, number one is Beat you with his feet. When you th- when 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 you when D coordinators are are game planning for Lamar Jackson, you think they're like, well, don't let him, don't let him beat you over the top. No, they're like, put a spy on him. Don't let him get outside of the pocket and beat you with your feet. Turn him into a pocket passer. Make him throw from the pocket. Can he still beat you? Absolutely. Lamar Jackson is a skilled quarterback. He's proven that. Just like Jalen Hurts is proven it now. But the fact is, his biggest asset and what he's best at is running. So stop acting like they're just absolutely dog-shitting Lamar Jackson and the receiving core. The receiving core ain't that great. And for Rashad Bateman, and, and I love that, uh, what was this? Who was it that said it? Uh, Rashad Bateman was solid when healthy. D- great. And, and look, hey, what's up, Luke, by the way? Good to see you, man. Thanks for being here. Oh, that's awesome, Luke. Rashad Bateman was solid. Fantastic. You know what? I agree with you. We're all in agreement. And guess what? So is the GM of the Ravens who said there have been some guys that have been successful for us, but we haven't hit on the all-pro type. You're going to tell me Rashad Bateman is all-pro when he's healthy? No, fam, he's not. Solid? Sure. I'll, I'll buy solid. Okay. I'll believe you. My point is, this dude, the GM, said nothing wrong. Like, why are you getting so emo and butthurt? I get it. You got an ego, and you think you're the best receiver on the planet. You're solid, bro, according to Luke. Deal with it. You're not an all-pro. It's ridiculous. Um... Since the Ravens' first draft in 1996, Baltimore is the only team to not draft a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Over the past 12 seasons, Baltimore's wide receivers have combined to produce the fewest receiving yards in the NFL and the second fewest catches. I'd be curious to see what their running backs, what their, you know, rush game looks like. But it just this just seems like much ado about nothing from a, a guy who got butt hurt because his GM didn't come out and say he's the greatest receiver to ever play the game. Sorry, fam. Uh, Ravens are the opposite of the Steelers when it comes to finding receivers. True. Also, who was the Ravens wide receivers coach for a long time? David Cully. No, Cully was the special teams coach, I believe. I didn't think he was a receivers coach. Was he? It might be. 
I thought. Uh, oh, he was the wide receivers coach. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, and passing game coordinator. I don't know why he. I I thought he was special teams. I thought he was special. All right. Uh, yeah. So he was a wide receiver coach for. Oh wow, A and M. Look at that. Austin P. Vanderbilt, Middle Tennessee State, uh, Chattanooga. Well, he's just everywhere he went. He was a receivers coach. UTEP, A and M. Bucks, Steelers, Eagles. I would love to go back and see like what were all their receiving cores like. In ninety nine, Cully was hired by the Eagles as the wide receivers coach under new head coach Andy Reid. The Eagles made it to the one Super Bowl during Cully's tenure. Four straight to um, Cully gained an additional role as senior def- offensive coordinator. Cully served in the Eagles coaching staff from ninety two to twenty two. Twenty twelve, excuse me. There you go. Uh, more David Cully shit than we needed. Um, yeah, for some reason, I thought he was special teams coach. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, let's see. Obviously, the Ravens don't love anyone. Has Jackson gotten paid yet? Nope. Barrow Deck, I heard an interesting stat on late night ESPN last night. After you hit 1,500 carries, most running backs go downhill. That checks out, too. That that doesn't surprise me. The lifespan of, I mean, you always have exceptions, right? You have the Frank Gores of the world. You have the Emmett Smiths of the world. For the most part, man, guys hit a hit a wall, and there's the 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 life of a running back is very short in the NFL. Uh, obviously, the Ravens don't love anyone. Sorry, yeah, I read that twice. QBs with Lamar Lamar's play style doesn't last long in the league. Just look at Cam, for example. Um, that used to be the case, uh, Luke, but I think, I think now, you know, they're, 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 they're brought up different. You know what I mean? They, they learn the game different. They, they learn, um, and they're, they're bigger, faster, stronger, right? Like the, I think we used to question the toughness of QBs. But a lot of these QBs came up running, came up as running backs or came up as a dual threat quarterback. But they were used to getting out there and getting punished. And they're, you know, like guys like Tom Brady aren't used to getting hit because he wasn't he wasn't a running quarterback in high school or college. So he was never used to getting a hit 12, 15 times a game. He might get sacked three times and bumped around a little bit. But guys like Lamar and Josh Allen and. You know, the rest of these cats, they they ran in high school. They ran in college, and they they are used to the bumps and bruises. They understand. They know what kind of punishment it takes and, you know, the toll on the body and how to get out of bounds and how to not to get hit squarely and shit like that. So um, I think it's a little bit different now, but that used to be really accurate. Uh, Amos said, did you read the Ravens have one of the worst training staffs in the league yesterday? He may have a point here. Yeah, we did. We went over um, the the uh, uh, grades, and I don't recall what the Ravens ranked on that NFL Players Association um, status report. But I can pull it up. Let me go here. Hold on. Oh, bear on deck. Show stuff. Show prep. Yesterday's show. Really big show. Oh, I think it was actually in this. I just needed to delete it. 
number one pick, Brady Wilson. Me, 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 me. Nope. Inner circle. Nope. Where the fuck did it go? Oh, I guess I didn't. Uh, I guess I deleted it already. I don't know what happened to it. Hmm. I'll be there. Yeah, anyways, yeah, I that wouldn't surprise me. Um Yeah, I don't remember who it was. Now I gotta know. NFLPA survey. There we go. Uh, there we go. Okay. Uh now I can now I can do it. Resize. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, I got to close some of these windows from a PC start slowing down. No CPU being used, but the, the graphics card is going crazy. All right, there you go. Uh, Watson isn't a running quarterback. Uh, yeah, Frank Gore was a good one. All right, there you go. So this was Ravens right there. Treatment facility was a C plus. Nutrition was a B minus. Weight room was a C plus. Strength staff was an F minus. Let's get the rest of these out of the way. There you go. Strength staff. Uh, training room was a C. Training staff was a B plus. Locker room was an A, and travel was an A. So that was the kind of the free agent franchise reports. So not great, but not the. I mean, they're not the commanders. But, yeah, not great. Strength staff, not good. I don't know. All right. Uh, other headlines. The Jags are expected to use their franchise tag on Evan Ingram, tight end. Um, so one less tight end you'll see on the free agent market. And um, no, no, you know, not a huge surprise. But if you were considering Ingram as a possibility, say, in Dallas to replace Schultz, who may or may not be franchise tagged. There you go. Lastly, Kevin Durant has returned. Finally made his debut with the Suns. They won. He scored 23. Super Bowl. That's it. Suns are going to win the Super Bowl. Period. That's how it goes. I know sports. Yeah. Kevin Durant is back. Super Bowl. That's how it works. That's how it goes. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh-oh. What the fl what in the flipper flapper wrestle flacking? Okay. It's time, people. We got a lot of sports in there. That was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sports. And that was just on the headlines. So that means that means why no sorry. I all this shit is popping up on me now. Get out of here, poopa face. Get out of here, poopa face. All this got to go. Uh. Ooh, my nose itch. <laughs> all right. Okay, got rid of all those. I guess, I guess it's time to... Um...
get your shot glass out, everybody. It's time, bitches. Shots. Shot, shot, shots. We don't have just have one birthday today, please. Oh, nay. Nay, I say. We have two birthdays to celebrate. Now we are celebrating my dude, my guy, my boy, my partner. The Hooligan himself, a.k.a. Uh, Josh, who is also known as 713 Hooligan. Josh, buddy, happy birthday, my friend. Josh's birthday is today, tomorrow, excuse me. Um, you know, I'm guessing he's going to celebrate by you know, a piñata full of chocolate dicks. I don't know how he celebrates. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to do a shot in his honor. And, 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 in Celio! Celio's got a birthday on Saturday. So we got Hooligan's birthday tomorrow. Celio's birthday is on Saturday. And I, look, we got to we gotta celebrate bigly for both of them. So I got this shot. I want you to join me. Get your flask out. Cece, I know you got a flask at work. Donna, I know you probably like wear like a, a jacket, uh, you know, like the shoulder pads from the 80s, but you only do that because you have a camel pack full of wine and a little straw that comes out that you put in the meetings and you're like, oh no, this is my breathing tube. And then, and that, and so do it with me. Drink with me, people. Clarence. Clarence, I know. I know for a fact. I know for a fact that Clarence stores Jim Beam in the rolls in his neck. I know that. I know. He just... And then it just squirt right in the back of his throat. Right there. I know that. Dr. Dre on 290. One of his eyes is fake. It's a glass eye, but he keeps pouches of whiskey in the eye. This is just all stuff to keep in mind. All right, let's toast to our boy, Celio! Josh, a.k.a. 713 Hooligan. Hey, fellas, I hope that you have a fantastic birthday. I hope you guys both get roadhead or a hand job or whatever it is you're into. Well, we love you, fellas. Happy birthday. Cheers. Ah. 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 It's so bad. Oh, it's so bad. I forgot. Isn't there like another song that comes on after this? Dude? I was like, what the fuck? What is that? This song be jamming. I don't know shit about this song. I think I want to bite shit. Happy birthday, Celio. Happy birthday, Josh. Love you, boys. Have a good one. Let's see what the song does. Oh, come on, you raggedy bitch. It's almost over. It's almost over. What the fuck is that? I don't know where that came from. Just right in the middle of the birthday song. Just some weird shit like that. That, that makes no sense, but it's whatever. All right, happy birthday, fellas, to both of you. I hope you have a good day it's tomorrow and Saturday. All right. Um, 
Let's go. Don't forget, uh, 415, I'm going to be joined by Joseph Blank, one half of the Killer Bees right here in Houston, Texas. On ESPN Radio, former co-host of mine, we uh, spent three-plus years on The Usual Suspects on ESPN here in Houston as well. Uh, nobody knows the NBA better than Joel Blank. Nobody, I'll tell you. Nobody. So we're blessed, and I'm lucky to have Joel join me uh, every Thursday at 4.15 from now until the end of basketball season. So all your basketball questions, get them ready. I've got plenty. Do not worry. I've got a plethora. Would you say I have a plethora of gifts? Uh, so I've got plenty to ask him, but you get yours in as well. So now that said, let's uh, let me look. See, let's see what daddy's got here. Got the birthdays out of the way. Um, let's see. What do I want to do? Do we want to do a little combine? And uh, you know what? Let's do this. This is going to be kind of a weird I just kind of have this as an idea. By the way, my neck is killing me. I got to start, like, stretching at least. And I just sit in one position for hours. I just sit like this. Working on my computer. Sucks. Uh, since they said, uh, heck yes, let's go, uh, sons. People actually like us now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Or just hate us more. Yeah. Well. We'll talk about it. That's, in fact, one of my questions for Joel Blank, and, and I'll get your opinions too, but my question for Joel Blank is, now that Duran is back, are the Suns the team to beat in the West? We know it's Denver, or it was, but does this change it? So we'll get to it. And Clarence said, finally, it's over. What? What? Uh, Evil Death said, film session. No, I don't have a film session. I don't. I'm sorry. But I do want to talk about the combine for a second. No, no, no. We're, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this. So I was seeing a lot of different um, posts about what's going to happen in the draft, right? Like, what is um, what are the Bears going to do? Who's going to move up? How are they going to move up? And... Um, Who's going to leapfrog the Texans to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? Is it going to happen? Will the Texans be the ones to move up? Um, I wanted to look at this. Let's see. Uh, there's two links here. Oh, damn it. I had another link. All the trade-ups. To number one, like what in the past uh, teams have have used to trade up. But instead, what we'll do is we'll take a look-see real quick at this article. And the title of this article is, uh, What Bears Can Expect in Potential Draft Trade for the Number One Pick. This is as of January 8th, all right? So um, it takes a look at what, you know, obviously they don't need a quarterback. So, um, so what can they expect with number one pick? Bears should have several quarterback needy teams calling on them. So what could the Bears expect? Uh, you have to consider how far down the Bears would be sliding in the draft and how many teams are in desperate need of a quarterback. Level of desperation of those needy teams uh, also is a massive factor. Since 1997, the number one overall pick has been traded three times before the draft. 
excuse me, if we count Eli Manning, who was technically drafted by the San Diego Chargers and traded to the Giants, the number uh, the number is four. In 97, St. Louis Rams traded the number six overall pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a seventh-round pick to the Jets to draft Orlando Pace. Uh, the Falcons traded the number five overall pick, a third-round pick, and a 2002 second-round pick to the San Diego Chargers to draft Michael Vick. 2004, the Giants traded the rights to the number four overall pick, which is Phillip Rivers, a third-round pick. 2005 first-round pick, 2005 fifth-round pick, and the rights to uh, Eli Manning. That's a lot. So they trade the right, uh, the Giants trade the rights to the number four overall pick, a third-round pick, 2005 first-round pick. Man. Uh, in uh, 2016, the St. Louis Rams traded the number 15 overall pick two 2016 second-round picks, a 2016 third-round pick, a 2017 first-round pick, and a 2017 third-round pick for the number one pick in the 2016 draft, which ended up being Jared Goff. They also got a fourth and a sixth-round pick in that same year. Uh, and then they have a couple others that are worth mentioning. So it was the reason I brought that up is that kind of gives you an idea. What are people going to be offering? Uh, what are they going to be doing? So um, so this says, like, what can the Bears expect? Well, that was that was what that was what um, in the past is done. Let's see. Where's my other link? Where did it go? So here's the, okay, here we go. So this was, um, should the Bears deal the number one overall pick, ranking five potential trade halls, right? So this was like the Colts. Um, it's only three spots. I surmise that the Bears would could push for a future first round pick in 2024, along with a second or third round pick this year and a day two or day three pick. It says, keep in mind the Colts hold the number 35 overall pick in this year's draft, which would give the Bears what they uh, lost in trading for Chase Claypool. So that was one of them. The Panthers could offer up something, right? It says uh, Panthers aren't picking until number nine and are desperate once again for a quarterback. There's an argument to be made that Carolina would make the most sense even because a deal um, will yield the most capital for the Bears without dropping them out of the top ten. With how quarterbacks rise, they could conceivably be four quarterbacks taken before Chicago picks at nine, leaving some excellent options on the table. Um, brr, the Texans, this is going to uh, obviously yield the least return. Uh, it says, think about the fact that the Bears trade up one spot in the 2017 draft to get Mitch Trubisky. Uh, and that was to move up from third pick to the second pick. Bears could still get valuable capital to use immediately in a trade like this. But more than that, they, uh, they could do a double trade down. So what they're saying is that the Bears could actually swap picks with the Texans, be at two, and then let somebody come in and grab who they want at two and move down again and get, you know, maybe they move down past the Colts or maybe they, uh, or maybe they trade with the Colts after the trading with the Texans or you know, maybe they trade with the Panthers after trading with the Texans. So that's that's kind of the point. They could move to two and then 
two is still going to be coveted. So, uh, you know, so, so whoever's the quarterback not taking at one, C.J. Stroud or, or Bryce Young will be taking it too, most likely if the Bears trade out with another team that needs a quarterback. So that's kind of the thought process behind all of this. Now, I had one theory that I wanted to share with you. And by the way, Chase! Chase Breedlove with another sub, baby! Chase just resubscribed for 10 months, one month postpartum from our Twitch baby. You aren't doing enough for this child. What? I'm a good daddy. What am I supposed to do for this baby? That was funny, though. Uh, Clarence, don't forget the buns. Film says you can get the back massager for your chair. I need, like, my, it's my neck, really. It's like, it's like right there. I don't know. I got to do something. I got to. I have this um, at-home physical therapy thing. It's called S.W.O.R.D. It's on Nora's insurance, but they won't leave me the fuck alone. Every day they're like, how come you didn't do your physical therapy? I'm like, bitch, I'm busy. Well, you need to do your physical therapy. Look, you're not my mama, okay? Uh, Dick Willie said, I hope the Texans draft down a kickboxing film session. Um, Dick Willie said, draft talk is like guessing the weather. I mean... Steven said I'm a deadbeat Twitch dad. Our Twitch baby is four months old, and I haven't gotten one single check. Bitch, we're still together. So here was a thought. Um, so all of that said, well, I wanted to show you something. Here is the picks for both teams, the Bears and the Texans, over the next Two years. The Texans have four first round picks in the next two drafts. They have uh, a second round pick in both drafts. They have two third round picks this year, two fourth round picks next year, and three seventh round picks. The Bears, meanwhile, uh, have a first round. I don't know why this is backwards, but they have a first round pick. It should be flipped. But 2023, they have a first-round pick. Um, they have one pick in the first three rounds, two fourth-round picks, three fifth-round picks, and then, you know, no six, one seven. And then in next year's draft, they have one pick in every round except the seventh. So the question is, what could the Texans do to make this relevant for the Bears? Here's a theory. Here's a here's a thought if you're the Texans. If you could pull this off, boy, how great would that be? If you're the Texans and and I want to I want to this is a caveat cuz I I personally don't believe it. Um but if you think that either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud is the is is a is a one of them is a quarterback that will get you to a Super Bowl. Okay? You think that they are a franchise quarterback. There's no mistaking this. There's no doubt in your mind. Period. End of story. Don't give a shit about any other quarterback in this draft or next year's draft. That that's my guy. They're gonna win a Super Bowl with us. If you really believe that, if you really and truly believe that. How about this chat? How about you swap picks with the Bears so they get the number two pick, 
you get the number one pick, and then you give them one of next year's first round picks. Plus, you throw in maybe a third round or a fourth round pick and uh, maybe a fifth round pick. All right. So what I'm saying is you're going to have to give up one of those ones. Now, the other question, the other thought. What if, what if, what if you give them this year's what is what are the Texans drafting? Uh, what is their what is their second? Is it the twelfth pick in the draft? Isn't that what it is? Hold on, uh, Texan. Let's see, first round draft NFL. I believe the Texans are drafting twelfth, along with uh, first. Yeah. So 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 check this out, chat. Hear me out on this. All right, Mark G, Bears fan. Would you do this? Um. Hear me out. Let's say that you keep the number two pick this year. You believe so much in 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 uh in in uh CJ Stroud or Bryce Young that you say, here's what we'll do. What's up, Mames? Here's what we're gonna do, Chicago. We're gonna give you the 13th pick in this year's draft. And we're going to give you our first round pick in next year's draft. And not the Browns pick, our pick. We're probably going to suck. Right? So that would mean that the Bears would move down from 1 to 12. But they would get the Texans' first round pick, the highest of the two draft picks they would get. So if the Browns end up being the worst pick in the draft, then they would get that pick. If, If not, they would get the Texans' pick. Whatever the higher of the two is. Most likely the Texans. So you're you're guaranteed 12 this year. You're probably going to get a top five pick next year. Plus the Bears are going to be bad next year. So they're going to get their pick as well. So that would give the Bears two first round picks next year. But the Texans would keep one of those of, of the two. The worst of the two. But they would pick one and two this year. And, like, and this is my point. This is my point. If you believe, if you believe in C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young that much, then you're willing to give up one of those first-round picks next year plus your 13th pick in this year's draft plus maybe throw in a three or a four. You probably would have to do both. But if you're the Bears, would you say no to that? If you're the Bears... To move, to give the Texans the first pick in the draft, you would get 12 this year, probably top five next year, plus your own pick, which is also probably going to be top five. So you would have two top five picks next year, guaranteed two top 10 picks. I promise you that. So you're going to get 12 this year, two top 10s next year. I'll give you a third and a fourth. Would you do it? Mark says no. I'd want your number two and your second round this year. Bears don't have a second round pick. Well, they do, actually. They have a second round pick this year. Uh, Let's see. Bears. 2023 draft picks. I thought they did. Uh, Let's see. List of Chicago. Yeah, they have uh, the second pick this year from Baltimore. They're the 53rd pick in the draft. So they do have a two. So what I'm proposing is give you the 12th pick. That way the Texans can draft one and two. But I'll give you the 12th pick. I'll give you a third round pick this year. 
I'll give you a fourth round pick next year, and I'll give you a first round pick next year. So for one, for your second round pick, you're getting 12 this year, guaranteed top 10 next year. I mean, not guaranteed, but most likely a top 10 pick next year. 12-10, a third and a fourth for the second round pick in the draft. I, who says no? Uh, if you throw in a titty massage and a reach around, McLovin is in. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's a given. Um, Sean says, I wouldn't even counter that offer. That's trash. Mark says, when did they get that? They traded their second round pick for Claypool. Uh, no, apparently not. At least not what I looked up. Um, so, I mean, look, when you look at what the halls were for some of these picks, you're getting essentially... You're doing a pick swap, but you're getting a first rounder next year. Okay, you know what? If you wanted like a second rounder, I would throw in a second round pick this year or next year. So so how about that? I'll give you the Texans first and second round picks next year, plus the 12th pick in this year's draft, plus a third round pick, plus a fourth round pick. I would do that. If I'm the Texans, I would do that for the first and second pick in the draft. If you're the Bears, you wouldn't do that. You're still picking 12. I mean, the Bears are going to suck next year. We all know that. So they're going to have a high draft pick. Plus, they're going to get the Texans pick next year. I don't know. I would do it. Uh, but there is that, that scenario where the Texans could pick first and second. It ain't going to happen. It won't happen. And by the way, Josh... <laughs> Thank you for the 500 bits, Joshy Poo. You little dirty hooligan. Happy birthday to you, buddy. You missed it. We did a birthday shout out. We let the whole song play. You and Celio. Your birthday is tomorrow. Uh, Celio's is on Saturday. But we celebrated with you guys. We we did shots in your honor and you missed it. And I'm already like three sheets to the wind. I mean, I'm literally at the point where like I just want to call it for the day. That second shot hit me, and I'm like, can we just be over with for the day? I'm exhausted. Um, who are you trying to get? I'm late. Uh, what's up, right is wrong? Um, I think that's a really fair offer in all seriousness. I, I kind of, that, I mean, I didn't just shoot from the hip on this McLovin. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I think so, too. I think if you're the Bears, you would seriously consider giving up the two or giving up the one. Texans would draft one and two. You would draft 12, right? But you would get Texans, the highest of the two picks that the Texans have next year, whether it's the Browns pick or the Texans pick. <clears throat> so you would have two number ones next year. Plus, I would give you three and four. Three this year, four next year. So you would literally have three fourth round picks. Uh, or I'm sorry, you'd have two fourth round picks this year, two next year. You'd have two third round picks this year. That's a lot of draft capital. And okay, I'll send you Brandon Cooks. Now, would that sweeten the deal for you, Mark G? Sean? Let's say, you know what? Let's skip the third and fourth round picks. We all know the Bears need receivers. How about that? I'll send you 12 this year. Our number, the highest of the two number ones next year and Brandon Cooks. And yeah, I'll throw in a third round pick this year. So you'll get one third round pick. You get 12 this year, a third rounder, one next year, 
Brandon Cooks. Give me the one and two pick in the draft. And I say all this for a reason. All right. I bring all of this up for a reason. Because if you're the Texans, you're willing to give up every single pick you have that doesn't deplete you of draft picks to get Bryce Young. If, if you believe he is without a shadow of a doubt the man to lead this franchise to a Super Bowl. But if you think, well, he's got potential, you ain't doing this. Or at least you shouldn't. Because you know why? Jen, close your ears. You end up like the Browns. And that's kind of my whole point about this scenario. If I'm the Texans, I ain't trading shit. I'm staying at two. I'm drafting defense. If I don't believe in either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young enough where I would mortgage every pick I got, because I'm going to tell you right now, though all that shit I just threw out there, 12, a one next year, which would be probably top 10, shit, it'd probably be top five, a three, Brandon Cooks, Cal McNair's PlayStation, all that shit. I'd throw it all in. If I believed that Bryce Young was the next Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. You absolutely do that. But what I don't believe is that these teams think that. Does anyone think, and I'm not saying that they won't be, but I'm suggesting, does anyone truly believe C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young is the next Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson? You know, look, no skins on the wall, but tons of potential. Franchise quarterback. I don't think so. Which is why I would be fine drafting at number two and taking Carter or Anderson or it, whatever one the Colts skipped over for me to get or didn't get. So if it's Bryce Young that the Colts grab at number one because they traded with Chicago, I'll take C.J. Stroud. I stand by what I said months ago. I think you suck for Caleb Williams next year and you take one of those two defenders at two. I don't believe in either of these cats. And I'll tell you what, that kid out of Florida, he's going to impress a lot of people at the combine and there are already rumblings like, is he the best? What's his name? Um, Let me pull up. What does LZ have him going? Uh, but the QB out of Florida, what is the dude's name? Damn it. Damn it. Uh, why can't I remember it? Anthony Richardson. I remember them talking about him um, in the regular season. I, I watched a game, and I was like, man, he's kind of got that... Uh, gunslinger mentality right where you know he's got some flaws in his game but he's also one of those guys who may have the best overall skill set overall running passing reading defenses play calling decision making uh because i think you look at will levi you look at cj stroud you look at bryce young individually they're probably better at one of those than Anthony Richardson, but a lot of people feel like Richardson. This is what LZ said. The Bucks are headed into a rebuild mode, whether they like it or not. They shoot for the moon with this with the big dual threat quarterback from Florida who has boomer bust potential. 
that's kind of the same thing they said about Patrick Mahomes. Remember that? Mahomes was kind of like, eh, the Chiefs and Andy Reid believed in him, moved up. He was a boomer bust guy, right? Big arm, can make all the throws, but he was in a air raid offense, and we know how those translated to the NFL until Mahomes proved that theory wrong. But that's at 19. Mind you, the Texans pick at 12, and uh, LZ has Jalen Hyatt of Tennessee going as a wide receiver. So he has them. I guess I can just share this. Why am I, why am I bogarting LZ's mock draft here? This is what LZ has. So he's got the Texans at two uh, taking Bryce Young. He thinks that the, the Bears take Jalen Carter. I don't know about that now with the whole racing thing. Um, I think that I think the Bears are going to trade down. I think probably the Colts are going to be the ones that uh, that move up to get Bryce Young. So now what? Right? Do you take C.J. Stroud? Do you take Jalen Carter? Do you take Will Anderson? I've said all along I'd be great if the Texans took Will Anderson. That would make me happy. They need an edge rusher. Absolutely, they need an edge rusher. So okay, cool. Indianapolis, you're going to go out and get your quarterback of the future. Checkmate. We're going to go out and get a pass rusher to stop him. There you go. And then at 12, you do a couple of things. You could take Anthony Richardson. You could take a receiver and then, you know, hope that you suck the most next year and get a Caleb Williams. But uh, I love the idea of playing around with four number one picks, a couple of threes and a couple of fours. Plus, you got Brandon Cooks who I I feel like somebody like Chicago could use a receiver for Justin Fields. And he's still productive and he's still young. He's just on a shitty team. But I think at the end of the day, I don't think anybody believes in Bryce Young uh, or C.J. Stroud enough, including the Texans, enough to make that kind of offer. Maybe I'm wrong. Um... PB Dubs thinks that uh, both of these guys are the next two. Bryce Young's stock is going to drop when they find out he's not even six foot tall and can't bench 225. They're already learning that. They're already learning that. That's already a discussion is how short he is. I mean, in the, uh, every time that that comes up, by the way, every time that somebody brings up, well, he's short, you know what people say immediately, right? Right is wrong. Drew Brees was short. Really, you think you think Bryce Young is the next Drew Brees? You, you believe that? No. No, I don't. My, no. Uh, Amos said, if you don't have weapons in place for these guys, they're going to struggle. Josh Allen was a trending was trending towards being a bust until Diggs showed up. Um, I, I, Josh Allen wasn't trending towards being a bust, but yeah, the offense was not good. Because you're right, they do need weapons. That's true. That's true. Um, Papa Bain said just simply not true. He has progressed every year until this year. Okay. Um, Big Boss said Dre, his girlfriend, beat the shit out of her and it was caught on film. What? What? Uh, Clarence says, so you mean to tell me that Zach Stacy only got six months? That's it. That's why no one trusts the justice system. 
I didn't even know that. Uh, hire better coaches and you can get someone like Purdy last. That doesn't happen. See, that's the, that's the scary thing is that Brock Purdy's going to have some people, and I'm not pointing you out right is wrong, but Brock Purdy's going to have some people thinking, whoa, you don't need to draft a quarterback first. You could just do that in the last round. It's such an anomaly, and it's such a, sh- a small sample size. I don't think you could take that gamble. I don't think you take that risk at all. Uh, all right, let's see. That was my big trade proposal for the Bears. Um, speaking of drafting and the combine, here's some here's some interesting here's some interesting facts. First things first. Here's some NFL combine records for you. Um, when is the combine? Let's see. When is the NFL combine? Start date Feb. Oh, it's already started. That's right. They're doing the interviews. But when is the when is the on field? stuff oh i think that's is it today or tomorrow what is the sketch here we go here's the sketch uh nfl network gonna have more than 50 hours of live coverage march 2nd that's today um three to eight it was d line and linebackers march 3rd is defensive backs place kickers and special teams march 4 the one that we all care about. Quarterback, wide receiver, tight end. March 5th, O-line and running back. Okay. So, 2, 3, 4, and 5 of March, starting today. Um, They have candidates to run the fastest 40-yard dash. Uh, a, a, a Devon A-chain of uh, A&M. Okadoka. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Uh, Darius Davis out of Tennessee. Trey Tucker out of Cincinnati. Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. All those wide receivers and one running back. Uh, But here is your NFL Combine records. 40-yard dash. John Ross of Washington ran a 4-2-2 back in 2017. So that's the mark to beat for all these NFL hopefuls. Bench press, Justin Ernest in 1999 did 51 reps at 225 pounds. That's crazy. Vertical jump, Gerald Sensible in 2005 jumped 46 inches. That's a lot. And the 60-yard shuttle, uh, Shelton Gibson, back in 2017, did the 60-yard shuttle in 10.71 seconds. It says records with an asterisk are since 1999 when electronic timing began. Okay, and that's the 40-yard dash. Um, I, One thing interesting about this, and the reason I grabbed this, was not just to share with you these fun facts. But outside of Gerald Sensabaugh, who's about the only name that I recognize on this list, I mean, you look at that and you go, okay, so maybe being the best at all this I don't need you to have the fastest 40. I just need you to be fast. I don't need you to be the slowest receiver on the board, right? I don't need you to have the best bench press. Just be strong. But, uh, yeah, those are your record setters. And one more combine fun fact, kiddos. Here is your invites um, from the different 
colleges of your. So here's your combine invites. Alabama. Roll motherfucking tide. I knew it. I knew it. CC was going to be hitting that chat with the RMFTR. Bama has 13 invites. What's up, Toddy Todd? Good to see you, Pippin. How are you? Um, no long jump. Yeah, I didn't see that. I think it starts tomorrow. No, it was today. Uh, I thought Bryce and Byron Jones had the vertical. Uh, nope. Not according to this. Yeah, D-line started running 40s already. No thanks. I mean, it's always fun to watch fat people run, but I need them shirtless and slow motion with like a song in the background. Like, it's peanut butter jelly time. That's what I need. All right, so Bama got 13 invites. Georgia got 12 invites. That means between those two schools, the powerhouse schools of the SEC, 25 football players. And you wonder why they lead in recruiting every year. Because it's like, come to Georgia, come to Bama, and you're probably going to get an invite to the combine if you don't suck. At the very least. And that's a huge deal just to be able to go to the combine. Then you don't have to do your pro day and hope scouts show up. Uh, Florida, LSU, TCU, and Michigan got nine invites. Clemson and Ohio State. There you go, Sean. The Ohio State. They both had eight invites. Seven invites for, I believe that's Marshall. OU, Pitt, and Tennessee. Auburn, Cincinnati, Oregon, and Pitt got six. A plethora of teams at five. My lowly ass Texas A&M Aggies had three guys invited. What happened to all these badass recruiting classes? What happened to all these? Yeah, we got the best recruits in the land. We're the giggums. What are you doing, Ag? You're embarrassing the shit out of your fans. So, yeah, uh, five invites, Razorbacks, Louisville, Ole Miss, Purdue, Iowa, South Carolina, the game Cox, uh, Texas, and and, um, USC all had more invites than A&M. A&M's in the same class with U of H. Ugh, what? What? No offense, Kugum. But Giggum's out here making and spending nine times the money. They're in there with Brigham Young and freaking uh, uh, Syracuse. I wanted to say Stanford for some reason. What was that? North Dakota State had three people. What? Sean said, I'm surprised Aggie had any. Hey, fuck you, pal. Leave my Aggies alone, okay? They suck. Need your lip. Uh, and then you see all the teams that had one invite. Oh, the four invites, by the way. Uh, Illinois, Iowa State, Carolina. Let's see if I can name all these. Illinois, Iowa State, North Carolina, Northwestern, Kansas State, Kentucky, Minnesota, Notre Dame, Stanford, UCLA, Utah. I'm trying to see like if I don't recognize. So far, I've gotten everybody. Uh, no, of the three invites, that's Boise State, Brigham Young, U of H, 
Mississippi State, Nebraska, Oregon State, A&M, Syracuse, Wisconsin, and North Dakota State. Yes! Birthday boy, keep it in your pants. Appreciate you. Thank you for the 1,000 bitties for the birthday boy. Man, you need to keep it in your pants, son. Honestly, Aggie fans embarrass themselves. Hey, shut up, Dave. Uh, Aggie Waterboy got the invite. Kiss my ass, Alex. Hey, you know what? I should get uh, Josh, a.k.a. 713 Hooligan for his birthday. I should time out Alex. Or Dubs. Or Sean. I should time out Sean. All right, let's see if I can get all those numbers for the two invites. Or all those logos. Let's see. Here we go. That's Texas Tech. Ooh, the A. That's, uh... Al- no, is that, that's not Alcorn State, is it? Oh, shit. Appalachian State? I don't know. Baylor? Um, who's the Pirates? That's, uh... Oh, shit. It's in the South. I can't think of the Pirates right now. Georgia Tech, Kansas, that's got to be uh, Wake Forest, Virginia, Miami. I don't know who the Big E is. Um, who's that dog? I don't know what that dog is. I can't. I don't know none of this shit. Michigan State, I recognize. West Virginia is off to the right. OSU, Raging Cajuns is in the name. I don't know. Is that the Tulane Green Wave? No. Man, Jim said Josh is trying to get touched on his birthday. Oh, boy, do I. Uh, oh, East Carolina. Thank you. See, I was thinking South Carolina. I knew it was a Carolina. By the way, there's no such thing as East Carolina. You're either North or South. Don't try to come up and start making up a new name. East Carolina Pirates. Okay. All right, well, I didn't do very good, and I probably would miss about, I don't even know what that P with the stripes is. I no idea what that is. Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'd fuck all the rest of that up, because those are all, like, schools I don't give a shit about. Florida State, my, how the mighty have fallen. All right, uh, Joe Blank going to join me in about 10 minutes to talk NBA. If you got NBA questions, get them ready. Is there a West Carolina? Exactly, Evil Death. Exactly. If there ain't no East Carolina, West Carolina, then there ain't no damn East Carolina. McLevin said, Barry, I think Josh is trying to tell you he wants butthole. Josh ain't getting no butthole. Not not this butthole. I'll tell you that damn much. I don't think so. Uh, is there a West? See, East Carolina is the ocean. Very good. That's pretty good, Jim. Uh, excuse me. It don't belong in my pants, bro. I'd be letting everyone down if that was the case. Okay. (laughs) Uh, all right. Here's the last funny thing, I guess. It's not funny, like, ha ha, hilarious funny, but, uh, this is a thing. So the Eagles, I don't know if you heard about this, but the Eagles have put forth a referendum in the NFL to try, and I think Wesling and I talked about this the last time he was here, which was uh, last Wednesday in January, I believe. Uh, hold on, let me. 
Why isn't this working? Gosh darn it to heck. Am I out of... Oh, there we go. So the Eagles have submitted a proposal to the NFL to add jersey number zero to the list. Can we do it? And if you're going to do zero, you got to do double zero, right? You can't just have zero. You need the double zero. Zero is a number. Don't tell me zero is not a number. Zero is a number. Like, how many women has McLovin slept with? Zero. That's a number. Yeah. Exactly. How many days has it been since Cece had a drink? Zero. That's a number. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so it says the Eagles submitted a proposal to uh, the competition committee to add the number zero. And 2021 NFL owners approved a proposal submitted by KC to expand the number of players allowed to wear single-digit numbers. Before that change, the only position allowed to wear single-digit numbers was quarterback, kicker, and punter. The expansion uh, allowed running backs, defensive backs, linebackers, tight ends, fullbacks, backs, and wide receivers, uh, which has now created a number crunch for some teams. Philly retired 5-15 and 15 for quarterback Donovan McNabb and halfback Steve Van Buren respectively, and with so many positions now eligible to wear single digits. Uh, Eagles linebacker Hassan Reddick wears seven, and receiver Devontae Smith wears six. So the team, and likely many others in the league, needs the zero to provide some relief uh, from crowding. It says the single-digit numeral and the double-digit double zero used to be in a rotation before the NFL standardized jersey numbers in 1973. I didn't realize it was 73. Raiders center Jim Otto was inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as number double zero. Kenny Burrow is the only double zero I remember. He was a Houston Oiler. Was it Kenny Burrow? Who are double zero for the Oilers? Double zero Houston Oilers. The last NFL player to wear double zero. A star wide receiver from the Houston Oilers. Yeah, it was. Uh, Ken Burrow was the last NFL player to wear the number double zero while playing for the Houston Oilers. He passed away. This is as of Feb 25th, 2022. Well, damn. Six foot three, 215 pound receiver was the last player in the league to wear number double zero or zero after the league discontinued the use of the numbers in 73. However, players were already wearing double zero or zero or grandfathered in until they retired. Uh, Burrow was drafted 10th by the Saints in 1970. There you go. And now you know the rest of the story. Uh, so it says single digit. Uh, let's see. Jim Otto. The issue was on the agenda for the committee to review this week in Indy. There's no update yet on the uh, their response. I bet it'll happen. And it opens up two more numbers, you know. And I think what they'll probably do is start allowing guys to wear different uh, be like. Like in college, you can have two number sevens. You can have one on offense and one on defense. Hey, why not? Why not? Who gives a shit? It's just a number. It's just a number. Can we add triple digits? Now, that would be awesome. I wouldn't be opposed to that. If there was triple digits, would would one of you guys take a triple digit? 
Would you be like, I'm going to be number 666? Huh? 777. We know Tebow would have been 777. 100%. 100%. No doubt. Um, <laughs> look, Alan said, you know some asshole will pick 666. That's probably true. Oh, Evil Death said 420. See? There you go. Evil Death has his number. 420. Well done. Well done. Uh, closer to first every day. Well, not so much, Crystal, but we love you. College football will put the same number on two guys. So dumb. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You'll have an offense number six and a defense number six. Hey, can we use decimals? That would be kind of dope. Look, Josh said, why not halves? Like when you said Pookie looked like MS 12 and a half. (laughs) I'm still laughing about that. (laughs) Did I say that? And then I, I'm sorry, truck driver Pookie. Did I disrespect you and say you didn't look like MS-13? You look like MS-12 and a half? <laughs> I didn't even know I said that. That's, that was pretty good, though. <laughs> Your language filter seems to be very sensitive now. It's start out asshole. No, it's been the same. I haven't changed it. Uh, there's no cursing allowed on this show. This is a show for uh, Christians. So shut the fuck up, okay? Mark said, I hate this, and Sean hates it, too. Well, that's a given that Sean hates. I don't know why we got to have numbers. Uh, wouldn't it be dope if they were like, okay, I like, I see, I'm with Hooligan. Let the birthday boy have his moment. I'm with him. Let's do halves. 24 and a half. Uh, what if you could be 0.5? That'd be so great. But what if you could, uh, like, fractions, right? Like, you could be three over four. Be like, man, I want to be, uh, uh, Earl Campbell was my idol, so I'm three-fourths. Letters? Nah, letters doesn't work. Oh, Josh said that was back when he asked me to roast him. Oh. And that'll happen. Roman numerals would be kind of cool. I mean, if you're going to use it for the Super Bowl, why can't we put those on jerseys, right? L-V-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I. Oh, what else? We should be able to put emojis on there. I like letters, but you already got letters on the names. Like A9. Bingo. You could combine. You could start being like touchdown bingo. Sean said you might as well go with letters. Shut up. Crystal said, what about Braille? That's not bad either, but. I don't know if it shows up. Oh, excuse me, that. The shots made me sleepy now. Just can't handle it. Bruh. A QB with one quarter on his back. See, if you're the halfback, guess what number you wear? One over two, bitch. You're the halfback. Put this on. I don't want to be that. I want to be number 33 because growing up. Was it Mike Rozier? Uh, was Rozier 33? I feel like Rozier was 33. And then the, who was the was something white for the Oilers? Running back. Mike Rozier. Josh, damn it, stop this right now. Thank you for the thousand bits, buddy. Happy birthday, birthday boy. You're not supposed to be giving out bits on your birthday. You're supposed to be accepting the gifts. Yeah, Rozier was 33. Nailed it. He was 30 and 33. 
Nailed it. Steal away the guys. 69. Thank you for the 69. Like. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, what was your number when you played sports? I don't really have like a number. Um, I don't remember. Like, I don't even have any. I got, I got, I got a picture of me playing t-ball. Let's let's go look at that. Let's go look at a, a picture of me playing t-ball. You gonna do that? You gonna do that? Let's do that. Let's do that. You guys are gonna talk shit about my pictures. That's fine. You guys can all just go have sex with yourselves. I don't even care. Uh, excuse me. Jeez, calm down. Uh, let's see here. Your photos, albums, scenes, Chrome. This is my Facebook. Uh, let's see. It's under old school me. There we go. There we go. There's the sexiest man alive. It doesn't have my number, though. I don't see my number there. Well, obviously, that kid in the back got 64. I don't know what my number was there. It was it was probably 69 because, you know, I was just beating bitches off left and right with them wristbands. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It, when I had them wristbands, do you know how much puss was thrown my way at the YMCA? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You look like a little, you look a little big for T-ball. Bitch, what? I was tiny. I was like tiny back in the day. And the hair was luscious. The hair was the hair was beautiful, luscious, and flowing. Jim said I was too all through Little League because I was the shit. All right, Jim, I hate you. It's official. I officially hate your guts. Crystal said I was 17 in volleyball and four in basketball. Okay. We'll ask Joel Blank what his number was when he played. Uh, wristbands were the shit. Yeah, that was back in the day, like, when you would just wear... Remember, like, you would just wear a wristband just because? That was it. Like, I never took those off, and I got those at a Rockets game. That's why they're red, orange, and yellow. Or maybe I got them at an Astros game. That would that would check out more. I think I got them at an Astros game. You didn't finish reading it. Nah, I don't give a shit, Jim. It was stupid. Barry, you are pimping. Yeah, I know. It's kind of sexy. Uh, I, you know what? I kind of, I'm kind of hesitant to bring in my guest now because he's probably got a chub and he's not going to know how to deal with it. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> joining me on the program right now. It is that time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please help me welcome to the program. The one and only my guy, my pal. Uh, nobody I'd rather talk NBA basketball with than Joe Blank. Joe, welcome to the program, fam. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Um, first wet tacos on Twitter. Now this. I don't know what you were talking about, but the fact that you were the shit. Um, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's do this. Uh, okay. Yeah, the wet I feel like Barry on The Usual Suspects. Look at me. <laughs> oh, no hat for Barry. Never mind. I, I stepped into the wet taco. As soon as you did, I was like, damn it. I deserved it. He got oh, me good on that one. Yeah, I had to. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was it was well done. Did you like the reference, by the way? I think I think a lot of of, of youngsters might have missed that. You and I, though. the old commercial, yeah, the old, commercial. the old Connect Four, pretty sneaky sis. That was the shit back in the day. Pretty, pretty, pretty. 
There's another old There's reference. There's another player. reference. Look at that. Let's go. Uh, it worked out good. Joe, what number did you wear uh, playing sports growing up? That's what we were talking about. Because the, the, I don't know if you heard this, but the Eagles put forth a proposal uh, to allow uh, the number zero and double zero in the NFL going forward. So what number did you wear uh, in junior, junior high, high school, and co- when you played college ball? Did you have a specific so, number? So 1 and 21 were both numbers that I wore early on. And then eventually it was just 21 and everything and 21 in college. And uh, even like after college, every city league, everything, always 21. So what was the significance of that? If you don't mind me asking, was there any, was there any particular significance to it? Like a birthday or anything like that? Left-handed Roger Clemens. Oh, nice. I dig it. See, I was. Yeah, the. The goatee back then, and I was a big Roger Clemens oh. fan from the Red Sox days and otherwise. And then as it kind of evolved, ironically, then would work for the Rockets someday. But yeah. um, the the lefty Rocket kind of had a lot. It, it kind of took off. So when I came into games, they'd play Def Leppard Rocket or Rocket Man by Elton John. And then nice. it was always. And so I was always flashing the 21. I dig it. Now, me, I, you know what? Now that you say that, I remember, I think in like Pop Warner football, I always wanted to be 34 because I was uh, a huge Earl Campbell fan and a Nolan Ryan fan. Uh, and so that was just, that was just, I had to have 34. Of course, I had to fight everybody in the city for 34, but that's how it went down. Uh, right, so oh, but you were a fighter and a lover, and I heard know. these stories. When same you had thing, the right same thing in like on, basketball and stuff? Did you, football? Did you, did you, like in Pop Warner? Did you have a number? In, and no, you didn't give a shit. Did you play Pop Warner football? I, yeah. I mean, I, I wore, I, I wore 20 and 21 in high school. It was always like that old U of H thing where you wore, one number at home and one digit up on the road or, gotcha. but, or however that worked. So I wore 20 and 21 in football. Gotcha. All right. Well, listen, that's not why we have you here. Uh, I have you here for your NBA prowess. No, not Packer football. By the way, could Aaron Rodgers just shut up already? I'm so sick of hearing to this dude. Let's talk basketball. All right. I have a plethora of questions in chat. Here's what I want you to do. We're talking NBA right there. Adam Silver. Here's what I want you to do, Chad. If you have a question for Joel that you would like answered, all you got to do is put hashtag JB in the chat. I will find it and I will answer it. Just put hashtag JB. In fact, I'm searching Wait. for it now. Oh. You will find it and you will answer it. So then what's the purpose? I will of read it and then you'll answer it. I'll find it. So I'll if read they it. Hate me, huh? If they hate me or they I hate, hate them, I then I don't want that question. Okay, you don't have to listen. We'll find out who it's from. If you hate them, you don't have to answer it. You, you dab, just, huh? You, you dab? underscore dab king. He out. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't really care for me. Does uh, he talk shit? Okay. On the yeah. Well, I mean, poor no. marine, wounded warrior. No, I'm good. Oh, they um, wow! You got a lot of you got a lot of fans. Poor marine is the wounded warrior. He's just wounded in ways that I didn't know till I met him. So oh, okay. No. All right, here we go. So here as we already have one question, but I'm going to get to some of mine first because we're going to get to that. Um, but let's start with one that's hot and heavy uh, here in Houston for some reason. In fact, the last time you were on this show, we talked a little bit about it, but it's it's reared its ugly head again. And I don't know if Kelly Eco is just trying to remain relevant in the public eye or if there's any truth to this. But somebody said 70% chance. Well, Kelly Eco said there's a 70% chance that James Harden 
comes back to the Rockets. My question for you is, there's a lot being made about the Harden coming back and the rumors. Will it happen? And what will it do to this team if it does? It'll ruin it. And if it happens, it'll say a lot about ownership as a family getting more involved in re-engaging and or who's truly controlling this franchise because you still have one guy that has drastically catered to James Harden his entire existence, and that's Rafael Stone. And I've also heard rumblings that the Fertitas are intrigued by the idea of bringing him back. Fertitas, I say Tillman and his son Patrick, who's getting more and more involved across the business on a daily basis. I think that they realize it's more than just basketball. It's about marketing. It's about a team that can't sell tickets. It's about a team that can't get sponsorships. It's about a team that can't get any kind of popularity back. Whether he's polarizing and you loved him or you hated him, the fact that James Harden would come back to the Rockets, the story itself, the fact that the most jerseys sold in the last 10 years had 13 on them means money for the franchise that can be then turned back into return on investment if you sign him. The biggest thing to me is twofold, and that is, and it'll say, and again, there's a lot of in the tea leaves here, Barry, because yeah. if he comes back, he tells you he has no desire to win. It's all about him, and it's about how much money can he get. Because the Rockets can outbid just about anybody, but they're not going to win anything with James Harden as their centerpiece and or whoever then he's going to immediately start saying we need because you're going to derail the development that's already been derailed of all this young talent on the roster, and you're going to push him another notch back, and he's going to come in going, when I left here, I was the man. I had total control. I did what I wanted, whatever I wanted, however I wanted, and that's what I'm going to expect when I come back. So he's going to teach these young kids more about how to take a private plane to strip clubs and parties, have a steel liver, don't get any sleep, and collect big checks if possible, but they don't have the same kind of skill sets that he does for the most part, if any of them do. And I think that's going to derail even more a roster that's already been beset by a lack of coaching, structure, and management that they so they cannot afford to do. So I get it from the standpoint of a business. I don't get it if this is truly a rebuild that's dedicated towards putting together the most talented roster and everyone understanding and growing together what their roles would be. So I think it would be, I think there's more like a 30% chance because here's the thing, Philly wants him back. And the yeah. it was a three-headed, I, I like to call them three stooges, but the three-headed monster that used to run the Rockets, the one guy that's still there wants him, Rafael Stone. Mm -hmm. The ownership might have a say too. The two idiots that were there are now both in Philadelphia. So now James looks at the situation and says, as much as you really have a tear in your eye because he said – it's really set him back. It's been hard that he's had to sacrifice so much to take less this year to stay with the Sixers, right? Boo-hoo, okay? You have Joel Embiid going for an MVP. He's taking the heat off of you. Yeah. Because you're not and the you player you want. still can't win, by the way. By the way, look at all the help he's had, and he still can't win. Maybe it's you. But, but Barry, this year, top three team in the East. So they have a fighting chance to do something Joel. more. Right? Joel. But we know... We know James isn't exactly going to take it up a notch come playoff time, no. right? No. Okay. But if you it, it, say all else is off the table, it's either Philly or Houston. If Philly comes even close to the money Houston's offering, 
and Philly still has Joel Embiid. He can hide behind him, too, by the way, because keep in mind, he never liked having all the pressure being the man. He liked Robin a whole lot more than he liked being Batman. Mm. If he can hide behind Joel Embiid, collect a major amount of money, which and still have a fighting chance for a championship, you would think that it makes more sense. The only thing that's he lives here in the offseason. He likes Houston. There's no state tax. His number was retired in every strip club. Great, fine, yeah. dandy. But other than that, I don't know what he's after other than total control for a guy that doesn't have the same abilities and coming back to Houston. Well, I I mean, personally, if, if, if I had to guess what he's after, you're off the hook. You're in a team in the middle of a rebuild. No one expects you to win. And so he cannot win here or he cannot win other places well, where the expectation is to win. And think about the media the market and get Philly, right? Huh? I mean, in Philly, it's the media market and yeah. the fans. They will not hold back. They will be relentless. And they will call your ass out every single day if you don't play. And he yeah. likes to take a few days off every now and then. Now, he's, look, I will never question it's a different kind of load management with James. Right. Well, that's where you, the comedian, can elaborate. <laughs> I, and I like what you did there. But, yeah, it's definitely not managing his minutes, per se. Yeah, On a game-by-game exactly. game basis. Exactly. Uh, so you say 30%. That's interesting. Now, um, I had a question about the West, but I'm gonna, I'll am gonna go because the, the questions are starting to stack up in the chat. So let's get to Total Dallas's question. Uh, he said, you had me at hello, by the way, so you have me as long as you need me within reason. Oh, thank you. Uh, hashtag JB, how would you fix the Mavs? How would you fix well, the Mavs? I, I would think the first way you fix the Mavs is, is you have to create more structure because you have two ball-dominant players that command and demand the ball every possession. For Luka, it's been his job to do exactly that all by himself. Now, as good of a talent, maybe the best talent he's ever had next to him, comes in, but that guy wants the ball too. So as a coach, Jason Kidd, as one of the greatest point guards in history, but also a guy that always had the ball in his hands, mm. he's got the tough job of sitting the two of them down together and saying, okay, there's a couple ways we handle this, but we got to figure out who's going to handle the rock, who's going to play a different position, and what our roles are going to be. Because you either go to what the Rockets used to do with Chris Paul, which is split up James Harden and Chris Paul early so that Chris Paul spent a majority of his first half playing with the second unit, having the ball in his hands, doing things, so that in the first quarter, Harden had it in his. Third quarter, you'd kind of go back and forth. Fourth quarter in crunch time, they're both on the floor. It'll work itself out. I think that you could do it like that, or you could say, and it's tough now, because I think Kyrie's the best ball handler on the planet, but in terms of overall playing the position, Luka's one of the best players on the planet. Mm -hmm. So can you get Luka to say, I'll play the two or the three, I'll capitalize on the fact I'm 6'9 and I have better matchups, but he's got to get me the ball. Yeah. As, and, and will both those guys be willing to play that role? Because this is where together everyone achieves more. Like you got to take that team concept to another level and say, I'm willing to sacrifice some of my stats to take this team further as a team. See, this is why I said a long time ago when they were talking about getting the help for Luka and there was all these names being thrown about. I kept looking over at Portland and I kept saying one of those cats could go to the to the Mavs and really help because I think what Luka needs, Luka needs to be more Jokic than anything. And you know, and Giannis, those are two guys that are big men, but they bring the ball up the court. Uh, you know, the offense flows through them. And I, I think he has to have that. I, why wouldn't you? Right. 
I think I think the difficulty is he's six nine. He has no desire to go play, nor should he want to play the low post and yeah. rebound, right? Yeah. Like Giannis does, like Jokic does, right? So yeah. I think that one thing killing him is Christian Wood and his contract, and he's not nearly even the third best option on a good team. He's the third best option on a horse bleep team. And, and if you're going to pay him any more than that, then, then you're never going to be more than a horse bleep team. Yeah. I think that you need a true it, – It's when you start trying to spread out your max contracts – you need, a, you need guys that do the exact opposite of the other guy that you're paying max money to. So if one guy's a ball handler and, and a playmaker, then the next guy should be a wing that can create on his own but can score at will. And, a, and if there's a third guy or if it's not that guy, then it's a dominant low post center or a guy that can go on the block and get buckets but can play defense and alter a game with his wingspan and things like that. And that, those are the best combinations that work. You look at Draymond Green. Draymond Green's role on any other team isn't max money. Draymond's Green by Draymond Green's role on the Warriors with the other guys in his supporting cast allows him to do things that make him more valuable to the Warriors than anybody else and worth the money. So I think if you fix the Mavs, that's where you start. All right, so, so let's stay there for a second. And in, in the West, uh, brings me to my second question. Now that Durant is back, are the Suns the team to beat in the West? Yeah, I heard Charles Barkley say the other day he thought the two teams to beat in the West were the Nuggets and the Clippers. Clippers have lost three in a row. And I'm like, hey, time out. You played for this team, right? I mean, you know Phoenix, and you don't have to do a whole lot. Just like what you were saying about the Mavs, if you're Monty Williams, you don't have to do any of that. You know I got my point guard in Chris Paul. I got my shooter in Devin Booker. I've got my do-everything wingman, create-your-own-shot, score whenever you need a bucket in Kevin Durant. And oh, by the way, I still have DeAndre Ayton in the middle to hold down the paint, play defense, get rebounds. You tell me any team in the league has that proven foursome to do nearly what they can do. I know how good Jokic is, but Michael Porter Jr. and and the, and the guys, and Murray, and the guys they're expecting big things from ha don't have the resume of those guys in Phoenix. Yeah. Chris Paul's so damn hungry he could eat for a buffet for three hours and still want more. That's how much he wants a championship. Well, now you put him around those guys and tell me he's not going to make them better and do the little things. Phoenix, yeah. to me, is head and shoulders the best team in the West. I don't understand the Clippers' love because Russ isn't the player that he once was. No. So instead of telling him you have a role to play, we need you as a six-man, we need you to do this or do that. They cleared the entire cupboard of point guards for the most part, with the exception of a guy named Bones Island. And they said, we still want you to be the old Russ. Well, the old Russ still can't shoot. No, and so how does that solve and make Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard better? better. It doesn't. No. That's why Phoenix got better, because they added not just a guy with a big name, but a guy that fits exactly what no. they needed. So I think Phoenix is head and shoulders the best team in the West. I think Denver does make an argument to be in the conversation, but I don't think that Adam, I mean, um, Gordon and, and Murray and those guys as supporting pieces to Jokic are enough. I don't now, think they're good enough. I watched that Denver game the other day, and I tell you, that maybe it's just one game and I could be wrong. You watch a lot more NBA than me, but Murray seems like a shell of his former self. Yeah, and I loved him before he got hurt. Yeah. And I don't know if, then. you know, let me tell you, the thing that it scares me about is without saying that it's there or knowing anything, it reminds me of the ball situation in Chicago. Like, mm. before the injury, 
this was the dude that was on the way up that was proven he could be the next generation. Since the injury, he may never play another NBA game again. Now, I'm not saying that for Murray, but everybody reacts differently to surgery. It seems like whether he's not trusting that knee or it's just not completely healed yet, for whatever the reason, they need him to do anything. And I don't think, I agree with you, I don't think he's anywhere near where he needs to be for them to do anything. No. Uh, all right. So some more from the chat, because I've got my list. I mean, it, but you know what? People first, right? Uh, Alex Villanueva has a question. <laughs> he said, JB, who do you think the next Rockets, I'm I'm assuming he meant coach, will be or should be? Which is also a question I had, so that works well. Uh, Alex, good job. Good question. Who you got? Well, Alex, who's the next? Alex, the friend of the shows. Yes. So I love Alex. So right. I'm happy to answer that question. Who's the next um, Rockets? So you know my, I think I debuted this on my show, but also shared it first publicly to a, maybe a wider ranged audience when on Barry on Dick when I said that I thought that okay, that Quinn Snyder was the answer, right? Yeah, but now yeah. Atlanta one-ups mm. you, and Atlanta gets ahead of the game smart by them. the way very smart Completely by the Hawks to do that move in season right absolutely right and yeah. they got a guy that would have been perfect for you so now you go down the list okay Kenny Atkinson former Rockets player development guy Kenny Atkinson who's been dealt a hand of a lot of young teams and said with a mishmash of talent and said do something with it he did a whole lot with nothing in Brooklyn he's now the number one assistant in Golden State so now you bring him to Houston and you say, hey, look, kids, here recess is over, okay? Here's a guy that took young talent and developed them. And oh, by the way, won a championship with the Warriors as one of their assistant coaches. So he's worked with Steph and Draymond and Clay. He's also worked with young talent and done, the, done it the right way. You either listen to him or you have no clue, and the players have to respect him. Because no one, no one in that locker room right now in Houston respects the GM or the head coach, all right? So I think... If you make a short list, I think Kenny Atkinson is on that list. I think Ime Adoka is on that list. I think in terms of take Nia Long and his stupidity and thinking with the wrong head with a beautiful actress, whatever the case may be and what else he did, and say from a basketball coach perspective, Greg Popovich tree, did his time to learn it the right way, took a team to the finals a year ago, a young team with a lot of talent. I would if he comes into this locker room. Yeah. There's a guy that gains instant credibility and respect from his players. And, and here's another key that everybody's got to remember, Barry, because you all know that I believe that Rafael Stone wasn't qualified when he got it. Yeah. I was called a hater and a bitter ex-employee when I said it. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, when the stories start coming out, <laughs> yeah, I'll hold, hold my beer, I'll sip my tea. But you need a veteran coach, too, that whether he's there or not, whoever the general manager is, realizes it. It isn't their show and we're all just running in it. It's our show. And the coach has to have a resume that says, you'll run things by me and we will make decisions. You will not interrupt my practices. You will not tell my players what to do. You will not send directions down of who you can and can't correct in film sessions and talk down about in team meetings when they don't have their big boy pants on. So I think that that's another role that you have to have as a head coach for the Houston Rockets in specific because of the roster that you have. Because you don't have veterans that say, hey, shut up and listen. This guy knows what he's talking about. So a coach that can do all those things, can keep your GM in check, and also do the things necessary to develop this young roster, those are two names right off the top of my head that I think gain all the respect in the world 
in your locker room from day one and also get your organization and management team in check because they've been running amok for too long. And I hope you guys were listening uh, carefully and closely to that. I, I, I just, I won't, but I hope you were listening. What did I tell you guys before? Uh, just, I hope you were paying attention. There was some stuff between the lines there. Uh, all right. More from the chat. Uh, Steven, the weather guy. Hashtag- Do you read between the lines? Okay. Now just know. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> uh, Steven, I always guy. get reverted back to our old show. Yeah. What are the odds for Tita ends up selling the rockets in the next few years? I feel like this isn't the deal he bargained for when he bought them. That's a good question. It's a good question. It's an easy answer. He's a Houston guy that has all the money in the world, seemingly. He's he's actually exploring buying the Washington Commanders for some ungodly reason. But basically, the concern should be more, not if he sells the team or would sell the team, because he's a Houstonian. He came out from day one and said, this is something that we've always wanted, that we want to keep in our family for a long time. This is exactly the career path that he set out for his son. So if not sons. So the only way that we've seen this work is you have to maintain ownership in order to keep those those silver spoon feds in business, literally. We've seen it with the Bus family and the Lakers and other examples. So I think that Tillman's not going to sell this team. But I think that you have to treat it more than a toy. I think that he was fully engaged as an owner when they were good enough to compete with the Warriors. And he was making comments like, we want to kick their ass and step on their throat and do all these things. And within a 24 months period, he was the worst team in basketball. Mm. So once he did that, he disengaged, and now he's at Mardi Gras a couple weeks ago, and he's telling Frank Billingsley in a live interview during the parade, pray for Victor, being Wambanyama, and I know it's been fun. We've had 10 days off, so you haven't had to watch us. <laughs> okay, so I, I need to give up the cart wow. and, and the gift card at Toys R Us. And I need to put this shut up and listen book pants back on and re-engage with this team because he needs to pay so much attention right now to understand when you have Kendrick Perkins and you have the best of the best of the beat writers of the NBA saying almost enough, but at least enough to point out this is a bleep show and no coach wants to come here. No veteran player wants to come here. And if you don't fix it fast, no matter who you draft and who you want to build your franchise around, they're only going to be here as long as that first contract and that rookie contract lasts, and then they're going to be gone too. And that's what you have. That's why he's got to re-engage. That's the bigger question. Is he willing to re-engage, focus more time at much or more time on this business as any other business he's ever developed? And make sure he does what Houstonians want him to do. What Les Alexander, like him or not, did for his entire time with the Rockets. Win championships, give back to the community. Boom and boom. That simple, never changed. That's what Les did. That's what Tillman's got to do. That's a good answer. All right, next up, uh, Jim on Sports. Hashtag JB, are the Knicks for real? Good question. So define real for me because are they a real playoff team? Absolutely. And on a night-by-night basis, as much as you – may have never heard of them or believed that they were a dynamic duo in the NBA. When you talk about Julius Randle and Brunson, you got to give them their flowers because yeah. Brunson, they spent $27 million a year on, and he was backing up Luca a year ago. And everybody said, is he worth that? Did he answer your question so far? Because he's taking the Knicks from a team that struggled to even think about the playoffs 
to a team that's definitely going to be in the playoffs. And Thibodeau and those guys give, get credit too. But how far can they go? When you're talking about, are they better than the Sixers? I don't think so. Are they better than the Celtics? Absolutely not. Are they better than the Bucks? Without question, the answer is no. So they're for real in the fact that they're one of the better teams in the NBA and they're a playoff team. How they get to be real contenders, they got to find a third player that fits that mix. And right now, their rotation, that mix. Look, the U, the, the U of H kid, Quentin Grimes from the Woodlands, really, really solid role player, but he's not their three. And so you need a third big-time player to make that a big-time team. So I say, are they for real as a playoff team? Yes. Are they uh, a contender? I'd say no. I mean, they're they're even behind Cleveland in the East. I'm looking at it right now. They're they're Cleveland is uh, in four. Knicks are five, and the Nets are six. You know, and I, I think the Nets will fade. Although you know, it's the East, but <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's Barry, when you take because I think everybody's sleeping on Cleveland. So you bring up a great point. But if you take a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who came in and immediately gave Cleveland credibility. And I love J.B. Bickerstaff. I worked with him. He's a great dude. He's a good coach. But when you give Donovan Mitchell to J.B. Bickerstaff, and he's already got a young core that involves Karis LeVert and um, Sexton and um, the the big Evan Mobley, you've mm -hmm. got a you got a nucleus right there, Jared Allen. You've got a young, talented team that's going to come and bring it every night and say. If you guys aren't on your A-game, we might not have true superstars in terms of our reputation yet. We can bust your ass in a hurry. We can get a victory and we can win a series. So I think Cleveland's a team that, again, much like the Knicks, they're good. I don't know if they're great, but there's under the, they've been under the radar all season. And it's interesting that you know they, they, they moved uh, Kevin Love and they're still going to retire his jersey, but that frees up some of those young guys to get more minutes and get, get into the rotation more. So All right, uh, one more question from the chat. Uh, what are we doing on time? We're good. All right, look at the chat. I, what? I, I can say that we're good. Well, let's let's appease the the dickheads. Let's make sure that they get their questions answered. Damn it! Listen, okay, you're an honorary dickhead. My shirt does not say what your shirt says. I'm just telling you. All right, Ty Hugo said, hashtag JB. Are you also a Giants <laughs> fan, or what's up with the helmet in the back? The the one up the that the up top above you. Well, no, Titan Hugo. I am a fan of valuable memorabilia. Ah. And that helmet is signed by Lawrence Taylor. And arguably the greatest pass rusher in the history of the game is yeah. a helmet. Like, I hate the Patriots. Directly next to him, that's old Tommy's helmet. So, I mean, oh. I, you know, I'm not trying to flex, you know, oh. to drop it so you don't have to pick it up because Hugo <laughs> did. But yeah. it, since he asked, I can tell you that as a fan of and knowing like what's good memorabilia to have Shit. Lawrence Taylor, Tom Brady signed helmet. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah, good. I mean, you Packer know, helmets. I mean, it's the Packer helmet. Isn't David Bakhtiari and Chester Markle. It's Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Bart Starr. Oh, by the way, that Euler helmet that you fancy one of those two, oh. those are Eddie George and Steve McNair. Okay. I mean, that's good, but that's, that's like, that's, that's the era. Which that's what yeah. sucks for me is I really wanted to love Eddie George and Steve McNair because they started here in Houston, but when they moved, I was like, "Well, they're dead to me now." They're I they're playing that. in Memphis that. and Tennessee but, but, and but Nashville now. We're just talking about what's in the office, Barry. If I go yeah. into the archives, don't I know you love this word? The annals of yes, go the into your storage and show us. Yeah. yeah, the Warren Moon and Earl Campbell jerseys. Those are 
Oh, now that now you're speaking my language. All right, uh, last question for you, and then uh, well, we're hey. huh? I don't have to vacuum or do anything to get the kids dinner well, I ready. Know, if but I'm I gotta, doing. I gotta get out of here too. I don't screw you. Know, you. Dedicate to, some time to the peeps. I shit. I'm trying to start my weekend. That, that this is my Friday. I wear one wristband still when I play, and I make jumpers. We'll All right, last. So we got the. I had uh, on my list. I had a question about Rockets and next head coach, but let's let's do this instead. We've talked a little. I bit answered about, that. I know that's what I'm saying. We're not going to do that one. I've got two questions left, and I don't want to beat to death the Stephen Silas thing. I guess I'll ask it to you. That's fine. Okay. No, 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 no. Let me get. Let me sum that up for you real quick, okay? Because I think that one thing that John Wall did to shed light, and, and I thought more guys were going. If you ever hear from Russ and Carmelo again, I'll put the fingers up for you if you want, but. If you want to really, truly get the truth, wait till Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Paul start talking. Because if they follow up what John Wall said, there's going to be some real deals for the rest of the, the Rockets to feel. But what I'm telling you is, you can't let Steven Silas off the hook, but what John Wall set up for you lets you know that it isn't all his fault. Like when the general manager is picking the lineups and deciding the minutes, and if you don't believe me, look at the box score last night, Barry. Ty Ty Washington was your first round, one of your first round picks this year. He played five minutes. Deshaun Nix, who was undrafted and anybody on the planet could have had, was force fed to you for 14 or 15 minutes. So if you got first round picks that can't get a run and break a sweat, but you got undrafted guys that have no business being in this league getting major minutes, it could I can get I can get on Silas's rear end in terms of the development of some of this talent and the yeah. offensive plays you're running and the lack of defense. But I almost can unequivocally tell you he's getting help on the lineups and who he can play and who he can't just like John Wall told you. And that's a problem in itself. Yeah. So that's why I, I take a, you look at Brian Windhorse's quote from this weekend that said, you broke a good man with an unbelievable reputation around the league in Steven Silas. Wow. That's why it's a crap show. Wow. Yeah. So, All right, so that gives so, you a little more leniency with Silas. So the question becomes, will he last through the season? All right, let me ask you this. Will Mr. he make it through the month? Because what? They got a month left, April 9th, I think, is their last game. Does he make it? Yeah, they got the about less than 20 games left. Yeah. So you, what's your main objective at this point if you have goals for this team? Obviously, lock up the the number one pick or at least be a you know top three. Get Be one of those bottom Absolutely threes. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. What did Adam Silver say at the start of the year? I will not allow tanking. I will not allow any team that tries to manipulate the system to get where they need to go, okay? Well, if you just keep doing what you're doing, you don't have to do any of that, and it's going to take care of itself. Because right now, you are laying down, playing dead, and going, have I been down long enough yet, or do you need me to lay down some more? Like, they're doing everything they need to do and more without Silver ever picking up the phone and calling Tillman and going, um, you better start playing some of your starters more minutes. Because your starters are the reason why you suck too. So I think that Silas makes it to the end of the season, but that's when I said Tillman's got to re-engage and make some hard decisions and say, if I'm pressing, if I'm truly pressing the reset button, then more than Silas and his coaching staff have to go. Like, I've got to get a complete culture change. And this this why I always said, Barry, it compares to the Texans in so many levels. Like, Rafael Stone is a combination of Jack Easterby, who was making decisions, and Nick Casario, who had never made decisions before, right? Jeez. You have an owner that has never been an owner before, just like Cal. Okay, you have a coach or coaches in the case of the Texans had never one had never been a coach before. That was the first hire, just like what the, when they hired Silas. 
So to get out of all that and create a new culture, you got to get all new pieces that have respect, have a resume, you know, carry some clout so that people will listen to them. And if you get Victor Wambanyama and you believe even close to the 500 million to billion dollar value that he brings to an organization, you could screw that up if you keep the wrong people in place. You better get it right, and that means you better clean the cupboard. Jeez. You need both Silas and Stone gone, and you need credible NBA people now. That's so depressing. All right, last question, and then we're out. Who's your MVP as of right now? Because there's a big debate about it. Who's your MVP as of right now? So I think that in terms of abilities, numbers, and everything, it would be very easy to give the Joker his third in a row. But if you remember, at a certain point, the same voters that gave Steve Nash two didn't want to give him the third. And also, Shaq believes the second was his, but they, they, they can be swayed, okay? I think Joel Embiid, he deserved it last year. And just the last 10 games really kind of swayed a lot of guys that I didn't think it was going to sway. But I think that when they look at it and the criticism, and it's not fair, but it's there that Jokic doesn't look like an MVP. He doesn't look rocked up. He doesn't look like an athlete per se, but he plays the game at a high level. I think that when you look at Embiid, what he's done, what they've been able to do, and he's in the top three in a lot of really important categories, that as long as they don't slip and fall, James Harden, there's a legit chance that the same voters say, look, we can't keep crapping on Embiid for the sake of rewarding the Joker. And so the same way we gave it to Embiid to say he deserved two in a row, I think they will change face this year. They're going to give it to Embiid. I think Embiid deserved it last year. I'm not mad if he gets it this year. I think it's those two guys and then everybody else is behind them. Yeah. So if one of those two wins it, nobody should be upset. If somebody, no, really if they third, should. If a third name sneaks in and wins it, you're like, wait a minute. But I said, look, in a, in a three-year span, I think Embiid should have won. You know, so if he hasn't gotten one yet, I don't think anybody's going to complain if he finally gets one. Although, because you've already got given Yoke, uh, the Joker back to back, and that's rare. To, that's hard to do. Yeah. Well, I, but two, do, do, how much stock do you put in the fact that the, the Nuggets are the, the best team in the West and the Sixers are four and a half out of first place? They're probably, that's about probably where they're going to end up, right? I don't know if the Sixers catch the Celtics and the Bucks, but, and, and Jokic is doing it without a Harden. I mean, I know Murray is supposed to be that guy, but we just talked about that fact. So for me, I think I would lean Jokic just because he's doing what he's doing in a pretty stacked West and probably will be going down the stretch. Um, but, and, but, and, but then the I'll... best that, that the Celtics have managed right now is third. Well, let me counter that okay. and say, is, is it, most valuable player with the best team or is it most valuable player in the league? Because I think when you say the most valuable player in the league, then you, that's when you start looking at as an individual, you look at all of his statistics and say with the guys he's playing around, his numbers should be less. He should probably be doing less and the team should be getting more stats for Tobias Harris, who's overpaid James Harden, who's over the hill. But instead they're the third best team in the East, and his stats are right up there in the top three in almost every cat, meaningful category, especially as a big, that you could ask for. So I think you could – that's why I said you could go either way and not have the wrong answer. Giannis has missed too many games. There's other guys – you know, that if people wanted to throw Luka in the mix, 
He was a, a very, very trendy pick Vegas-wise early, but they're faltering. I just think it's a two-horse race. You can't go wrong with either guy, but if you've given the last two to the Joker, I'm fine giving this one to Embiid. There you go. That is Joe Blank from the Killer Bees on ESPN Radio here in Houston on ESPN 97.5. Follow him on Twitter at Pacman Joel. That is Pacman Joel with a K. Uh, it's a great follow, and it's uh, especially if you love basketball and you love talking basketball, there is legitimately nobody better to talk basketball with than Joel. Buddy, I appreciate you doing this. I'm really looking forward to this every single week. Uh, we're going to get some great basketball. I was say, yeah. Here's an idea. We should do this weekly. That is, uh, boy. You know what we would? You know what would be crazy? We should do a show. I'm just spitballing here. What if it was daily? Man, that would be crazy. No way they would. No way they wouldn't go for that. I suspect people might get on board. You think people would tune in? I don't know. We could get. Pretty, I don't know. Pretty, pretty get a producer, sure. but that's just a unicorn. That was a. That was a. A hump joke. Well, you know that you know. It what did we? Not, what did they call it? Uh, what did AJ start? His horn. Yeah, that was the a horn, horn joke. I forgot I it was his it remote. I know, which sucks. That's like you can't. That's like Cindy Crawford getting her mole removed. You get. You don't do what that. What was your or, or me? Yeah. What was your favorite? Um. What was your favorite like sitcom drama sitcom? Not Landing. Ah, no. look at you. This is I did there. I see what you did. I think that, yeah, you know, we might have something there. You could go to the Red House. Oh, maybe. Oh. Get some, and maybe Hispanics. We, we could give away some all-expenses-paid stays at the Red House. <laughs> I'll be down Ooh. for that. We'll, we'll figure maybe it torture out. Torture interns? Legally, of course. Of course. <laughs> and that would all above board. Uh, I you might follow Joel. I'm pretty chocolate? sure. I'm pretty sure most people here. Uh, Jim said, "What's your address? I'd like to inspect your wares." No, don't stalk Joel. No, That's creepy, Jim. Don't do that. I'd like you to inspect my security system. How about that? <laughs> and my God, and my dogs, all eighty eleven of them. Oh, right. that too. By the way, yes. six balls, not these <laughs> others. <laughs> All right, that is Joel. Joel, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Joel Blake, everybody, Thanks, right man. there. You're going to be back next week talking NBA all NBA season long. I'm so excited about it. I'm so glad he agreed to do it. And, um, man, I can just sit there and throw questions at him all day, and he'd knock it out of the park. So super cool. Uh, glad that the chat got to ask him some questions as well. And that's it. That wraps up another week of this little raggedy ass show uh, hold on what's going on here there we go uh yeah the horn um tell us to stop teasing us um hey what's up christy good to see you sweetie i missed dre i saw your question um there was something weird with the with the search thing but i felt like it kind of got addressed that's why i didn't ask it but i did see it buddy uh, i didn't want you to think i was ignoring you all right Thank you, Ruin. I'm sorry. I saw your question as well, but it was kind of all the same. Everybody was asking about coaching. Uh, so there you go. All right. That does it. Another uh, week of shows in the books. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. I love you to death. I appreciate you guys one and all. Thanks for making this show possible every single day. Thank you guys. Uh, Homo Astros fan, thank you for the 100 uh, biddies. I don't remember if I ever said it. Steven, um, I did get yours. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I'll see y'all on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Do me three favors before I see you again, though. 
be safe, be kind, and most importantly, love each other. I'll see y'all on Monday. Y'all be safe. Tell I missed out a uh, great show. Oh, thank you, CC. Love you, boo boo. How about them Renegades? Yeah. I, I want to go to a game with you guys. We got to do a Renegades game. All right, are we rating anybody? Let me take a gander. Hill Buddy, D Burns, Ben Verlander. Uh, let's go raid Ben. He's playing FIFA. Should we raid Ben? I, I, I really need a mod to take over uh, finding raids for us. This is getting out of here. It's getting, uh, it's getting crazy. Let's just raid Ben. Why not, right? All right, go say hi to Ben Verlander. Be kind. Uh, I'll try to get Ben on as a guest one day. Maybe if we're nice enough to him, he'll do that. All right? All right. See y'all next week. Be good, people. All right, well, here we go. Three, two, one. Yo, Dre, what the sub? Let's go. Appreciate you, Dre. All right, y'all be good. We got 17 rating men. Say hi. Be cool. I'll see y'all Monday. YouTube video!